Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ben Maller Show podcast. It's me, Ben. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m., to 3 a.m. Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Ben Maller Show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Breathing in the overnight hours here on Fox. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free 
great quote. The best intentions, right? Best intentions to figure, well, you come in and figure the Yankee-Red Sox game would be competitive. It'd be some dramatic plot twist. There was none. There was none. No, I could have just done a five-hour radio show here and you know, go in the fifth hour because we really do four live and then the fifth bonus hour of content. So I could have done the entire program as a great homage to the Los Angeles Dodgers and their win over the Atlanta Braves. Chop, 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 chop. That's what they did. I'm, I'm waiting on that. I'm holding back on that. Uh, but instead, we have a just a boring Monday night football game, which takes the headlines here because of a record. People love records. Can't get enough of records. All about the accomplishment of the record. This, uh, this is a, a passing mark that is going to change hands rapidly over the next decade, you would think, right? I mean, there's the, the amount of passing yards in the NFL today and longevity, obviously, is the, the stumbling block here. But you'd assume that this is a record that's going to be shared by many, many people. But Drew Brees against what I thought was an NFL team, the Washington Redskins, completed 26 of 29 passes for 363 yards. I'm not sure if he was even tired after the game. He had three touchdowns, and the Saints put up 43 points. I think they should have scored more. Uh, I believe they should have scored more. 43-19 to 19 was the final in the route or route, depending on where you grew up, of the Saints blowing out the Washington Redskins in what was supposed to be a somewhat competitive Monday night football game, but it is a domination situation for New Orleans. So they improved to 4-1. and one. The Redskins dropped to 2 and two, but all of that was secondary. All of that was secondary. Why was all of that secondary? All of that was secondary because of history. Oh, we love history. Oh, my God. Drew Brees entered the night. I don't know how you could have avoided this. He entered the night in third place on the all-time passing yards list, and thanks to some very helpful, very helpful and generous defense, pass defense by the Redskins, Drew Brees was able to zoom to the top of the mountain. He passed Brett Favre for number two. That was before you could even get settled in. He had passed Brett Favre for number two, and then he stormed right past Peyton Manning for number one. It was a 62-yard pass play to Traquan Smith late in the second quarter, and that Gave Drew Brees the record. They had to stop the game. Of course, you've got to bring the family. God forbid you have a great moment without the family on the field. They have to be there. Uh, and I don't think all of his kids. Doesn't he have more than that? I think only a f- some of the kids. Uh, they left They left some behind. They don't even know how many kids they have. They just left a few behind. Maybe not. Maybe that's all the kids. I don't know. But anyway, uh, there, was, there was nobody within 10 yards of Traquan Smith on what – if you're being an optimist and saying everything was on the up and up, you'll say, well, that was a blown coverage. You'll say that clearly the Redskins did not intend to have no defensive player within 10 yards of the Saints receiver. It was so alarming, so egregious, the defensive effort by the Redskins. It reminded me of when the Utah Jazz got out of the way for Kobe Bryant's final game. Remember that? And they allowed Kobe to do whatever he wanted. I remember that. Yeah, they laid it down. We call that Washington general-level defense. And ironically, the Washington Redskins happened to be the team here. But, uh, yes, there was no 
no effort to put an iron wall up to stop Drew Brees in the Saints passing game. Uh, my, my God. I mean, that was ridiculous how bad the Redskins were. It was so over the top on that particular play. It was like it was staged. It was like a post-UFC fight when guys are jumping in the crowd or professional wrestling, that kind of thing. Now, Drew Brees consistently picking apart the Redskins. It was a peewee level pass defense. It wasn't just on that play. It was on just about every single play. Every single play. He finished with just three incompletions and 12 and a half. He averaged 12 and a half yards per attempt. And the Saints are now heading into their bye week. So they get the time. Boy, they must hate having to play on Monday and then have the bye week, right? Because that cuts down on their time off. They play on Sunday. They get the extra time, or especially on Thursday going into a bye week. But they will play at Baltimore. The Saints play the Ravens. That's not until week seven. But the obvious storyline here, the story within the story is about Drew Brees. And I saw a number of people who it it was like a urinating match. And everyone was trying to to one-up each other with compliments for Drew Brees and going on and on and on. It was pretty much what was going on. It's like, no, I can compliment him more than you. No, 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 no. I will kiss his I will kiss his left ass cheek. You take care of the right. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. Smooch, 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 smooch. That's what was going on. Right? It was a smooch fest uh, for Drew Brees. So the the question, here's how we're gonna frame it. Who is most responsible? For Drew Brees, other than the obvious, which is, you know, Drew Brees, who is most responsible for Drew Brees becoming the NFL's all-time leader in passing yards? The answer here is so obvious, and very few people want to say this. Very, very few people want to say this. The answer is Nick Saban. That's the answer. Nick Saban is responsible. This is another accomplishment for Nick Saban, the Alabama coach. Say what? You don't understand? You're not that bright? I'll explain it to you. I'm going to tell you everything you need to know. You've come to the right place. Just settle in, right? Settle. I will absolutely do it. I will absolutely do it for you. Uh, So you, you have the blessing, the ghost, and the bridesmaid. And we'll link all this together here in the Drew Brees story and why Nick Saban is responsible. Now, the first point here is you have to go back in the hot tub time machine. Drew Brees was at a fork in the road. The then old San Diego Chargers, they had taken Phillip Rivers in the draft, in the 2004 draft, and they were grooming him as the heir to the throne. And then he was going to take over, and Brees was going to become a free agent after the 2005 season. So Rivers was hanging out, and Brees was going to become the guy, and San Diego offered Brees a contract, but it was not like a real offer. It was one of those bogus offers. A lot of incentives. It was one of those like, hey, we're going to look good. We're going to make this offer, but we really don't want you to take the contract offer. You can go find something else. And so they were hedging their bets. Part of the reason they were hedging their bets at that time in San Diego was because Drew Brees had a major shoulder injury, and they were not sure whether or not he was going to recover. So Brees turned that down. And there were two teams. There were only two teams that were interested in Drew Brees, the New Orleans Saints and the Dolphins. And Breeze wanted to play in Miami. That was where he wanted to go. Nick Saban, who was at that time in charge of the Dolphins, he was not completely sold on Drew Breeze's health. He wasn't. 
And because of his dominion of size and the fact that Drew Brees is not out of central casting, he's not a 6'5 gunslinger, the assumption was that his body would not be able to handle the rigors of the NFL and would give out sooner because he's not as physically imposing as other quarterbacks. So Nick Saban instead traded for Dante Culpepper at that time with the Minnesota Vikings, which turned out to be a blessing in disguise for Drew Brees. I am convinced, as much as I'm sitting in front of this microphone, had Drew Brees landed with Miami, he would not have come anywhere close to becoming the all-time leading passer in NFL history. It would have been a very brief rendezvous between the Dolphins and Drew Brees. Right? The smart money, in fact, says that it would have been a disaster. It would have been a toxic situation uh, in, in Miami, and it didn't happen right? because Nick Saban, who's the smartest guy in the room and knows everything except how to win NFL games more than he loses, uh, Nick Saban chose Dante Culpepper. Now, the second thing here, for all the success that Nick Saban, all the success that he has had at Alabama, none of it happened in the NFL, right? He's still haunted by his failures at the pro level, under 500 as an NFL coach. He famously lied to, to the media when asked if he was uh, looking to, to leave the Miami Dolphins, and there were reports of the Alabama boosters playing at the airport in Miami and Nick Saban uh, famously said, I will continue on as the Dolphin coach. He lied right to their face, could not admit it, just like he couldn't admit he blew it on Drew Brees, even with the obvious cat out of the bag. Instead of just saying, hey, you know, I got it wrong. I got it wrong. Uh, we had two injured quarterbacks. I picked the injured quarterback I thought would be better. Uh, instead, he threw the medical staff under the bus as the fall guy in Miami, passing the buck. And blaming them for incompetence rather than owning. Now, there are many longtime Miami officials who think differently. Right? They believe that it was actually Nick Saban who blew it. He had the final say. And as I pointed out, keep in mind that Dante Culpepper at that time, we're going back a number of years here, he was coming off a serious knee injury. So they had two options. They had option A, door A. Door A, injured quarterback. Door B, uh, injured quarterback. And they chose the injured quarterback that was physically more imposing in Dante Culpepper because they thought he would be able to come back and handle life in the NFL. How did that work out? Don't ask. Uh, Dante Culpepper lasted four games with Miami. Four. He had two touchdown passes in a Dolphin uniform he never again, after he left the Dolphins, he never threw more than five touchdowns in one season. And Drew Brees now has 419 passing touchdowns. Just as a member of the Saints, he's got 419 passing touchdowns. Now the last point here, I have enjoyed watching Drew Brees play quarterback. I have. He plays with a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, I, I, I get uh, You can tell he's, he's enjoying it. I get enjoyment watching. He, he's a hardcore guy. When it comes to playing quarterback, and these Saints teams, it's been the video game offense, especially when they play in the Dome, and the tempo, the the rhythm of the offense there, it's fun to watch. And rarely, rarely did the Saints, especially at home, ever get bogged down. They had a stretch a couple years ago where they had, had a rough patch. But Drew Brees is 
likely not going to ever win another Super Bowl. The Saints are a contender in the NFC, but the Rams are better. Uh, the Rams are better than the Saints. And New Orleans, uh, the chances are very low they're actually going to win another Super Bowl. So he will end up being part of one Super Bowl winning team. And he was on a bunch of good teams with the Saints, a bunch of teams that won a lot of regular season games. But there was always somebody better. Right? That's, the, that's the legacy of Drew Brees. He will end up, when he's done, the all-time leading passer in the NFL, which he is right now, and he'll have a bunch of other records. But bridesmaid status applies to Drew Brees. Even individually, you look at some of the years here, and he put up great numbers, but they say, well, yeah, but Peyton Manning was better this year. Or, yeah, but Tom Brady was better this year. Or Aaron Rodgers. Or you go back Brett Favre, some, some of the players uh, a decade plus ago, and so he's he's always been like the number two or number three guy any year, but rarely the number one guy in the in the NFL. All right, it is the Ben Mather show on Fox as we take your phone calls and you can be part of the festivities. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. I just want to say before I forget, and I really would like to uh, apologize to Adrian Peterson because all of those mean things I said about him. Boy, was I wrong. Man, was I impressed with Adrian Peterson. My God, he is a gift at the running back position. And all you people that said, hey, Ben, you were wrong. You know what? You're right. I was wrong. Man, was I wrong. I could not have been more wrong. Adrian Peterson, watching him run into the back of his offensive line was majestic. I mean, those were the four most exciting <laughs> carries. No, seriously, I'm not being – no, 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 I would never be sarcastic at all. Those were four of the most amazing performances I've ever seen by a running back. It was just wonderful, uh, and I'm, I'm. it was just marvelous. So, you know what? I'll admit it. I'll be the adult here. I was wrong. That does not look like a player that's done. You can trust Adrian Peterson. Man, does that guy bring it every week. And he's not an every other week player. You know, those of us that said he only shows up every other game, we could not have been more wrong. We could not have been more wrong about Adrian Peterson. My God, was he impressive. And the Redskins are so lucky to have a reliable running back like that who they can depend on. That one four-yard carry he had was really, really beautiful. It was really good. Uh, we say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. Well, it takes a big man to admit he was wrong. It's not easy, Eddie. I know. You know, it's tough to do, but I... Well, you were a man of honor and integrity. Yeah. Fortunately, that Red Sox game was such a route that My I God. was able to, uh, f- yeah, to I mean, focus on the football game, which you, was also a route. You got football and you got three postseason baseball games, and you're kind of like, oh, this will be, something will be good. Eh, not so much. I know you're excited. Your Dodgers are moving on. Roberto's uh, happy the Dodgers are moving on. I mean, listen, you don't get excited when there's something supposed to happen, Not one right? of these games was worth a damn. Well, yeah, the the early I mean, you game, know, okay, the Breeze, Astro Breeze game makes sucked. history. Okay, that's newsworthy. I get it, uh, but uh, just no good games, not one. Yeah, that's that's not wrong. Now you see, Adrian Peterson after the game said he dislocated his shoulder. Yes, said, I did. Yeah. And, uh, apparently, uh, Jay Gruden uh, refutes that or yeah. had a different. I believe side that's of a story. career-ending injury. I think that should be a career-ending injury. Yeah, I could. Uh, yeah, you could see that. Sure. Yeah, that's it. Put him on the put him on the shelf. Probably there. so. Probably so. Was. Well, was good though before he got hurt, you know, because you got to be. Well, I, th- I thought he was going to be knocked out earlier in the game when that guy took him out at the legs and uh, flipped yeah. him upside down. I thought that was it for him there, but uh, he did come back <laughs> and took some more punishment. So. Yeah, 
So if his shoulders hurt, does that mean he can't whip any kids? Is that I mean he's going to be well? Able to he's still got do the other, you know, so the other shoulder. Well, that's possibly, right. You yes, know. the whip. Yeah. So he can whip. He's that's not a strong shoulder though. He's got to make sure he focuses on his strong shoulder. Well, you Worried know, you, could, you work you work up the other one though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get that. Uh, I got you. Get that arm going. I understand completely. I got you. All right, we'll take some phone calls if you'd like to be part eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine eight seven seven. Nine nine six six three six nine. You can be part of the festivities here, and we're also available on Twitter at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. Got to Roberto and Koopa Loop, and so far my Dodger predictions good. Uh, so far, so good, Ben. Yes, you had them you are, dead uh, and buried yes, a couple a of weeks ago. You, uh, it was over, just like your Raiders. World Series champs, 2018. There you go. Boy. Full Dodger gear today. He's no picked, shame uh, whatsoever. What do you, oh, he's got the Ryu jersey? Is that no. the Ryu? Oh, wait. Oh, that's the Manny. Oh, that's right. That's old school. That's I couldn't right. see it's dark in there, but uh, yeah. You got Manny Wood. He's got the Manny Wood jersey on. Very nice. All right. We'll, we'll take your calls. Who is that, Shirley? No, no. It's Roberto. He's, he's all dressed up. He's got his Dodger blue on. His Dodger, well, gray, actually. He's wearing the, the road uniform. Uh, we'll uh, talk about this. It is, let's, in a word, forgettable. In a word, forgettable. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. Research has shown you get even more out of the Ben Maller Show when you follow along on Twitter. It's the playground for our P1s. Message the voices in the night and follow your host, Ben Maller, on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia, your humble reporter, sidekick, voice of reason. I'm at Eddie on Fox. No play for Mr. Gray. And I lie from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Manic Mike Redson says, does Drew Brees have an asterisk next to his name for setting the passing record without HGH? I don't know. How do you know he didn't do HGH? He might have done a lot of HGH. It's possible. We need Al Jazeera to do another documentary to investigate. It's some investigative reporting. The Scorpio Niner says, since Drew Brees broke the record, I wonder if the Chargers have congratulated him yet. Oh, yeah. Have I have some some dope running the Charger Twitter account probably said sent some message. Uh, Eugene in Chicago, uh, he says Nick Saban, uh, the doctor in Miami, Ben. He told Saban not to take him. Yeah, Eugene, I love you, man, but you're gullible. Uh, that's what we call spin. You're buying into the spin. Use your brain. Use your brain. All right. The Dolphins had two options. Both of them were injured quarterbacks. They chose. Dante Culpepper, because Saban, he was the one in charge, thought that Dante Culpepper would be able to come back because he was physically more imposing than Drew Brees. And I was oh, it was a knee injury versus a shoulder injury, blah, 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 blah. Mr. Wonderful says, bashing Nick Saban and Adrian Peterson in the opening monologue, that's a winner. Uh, well, then. well, Mr. Wonderful, I did not go out of my way. I was apologizing because I had been taking some flack that I, I had said some mean things about Adrian Peterson, and I just wanted to clear the record here that he really proved me wrong in that Monday night game. That was a very, very solid effort by Peterson, and he looked like a Hall of Fame running back. I think every team should retire Adrian Peterson's number. Every team in the NFL should retire his number. Just line them up, and you retire the number, you retire the number, you retire the number. We'll go down the list. Line them up and knock them down. Reverend Green, Reverend Ray Green uh, writes, and he says, 
Well, he's a legend, this guy, uh, Ray. He says, uh, can't forget the interception Peyton Manning threw in the Super Bowl to ice the game for the Saints. That's right. It's one of the great moments in Super Bowl history. I, I did a dance. I was so excited when when Drew Brees uh, won that Super Bowl. I, and- I took a famous photo of you dancing. It was uh, one of my favorite photos of all time. It's not one of my favorite photos. but uh, You're so happy. I was in a good mood. I might have won a little money on that. Whoever wrote that narrative can shove that one where the sun don't shine. I was mildly pleased. Well, someone's returning to our show, Eddie. There was someone that uh, was away from our show for a oh, while. Oh, really? Who is that? Well, who do you think it is? I think it's Weed Man Hippie. Right, let's find out here. Because he quit the show, and, and he uh, said we were disrespecting him. Let's uh, see if this is him. Uh, hello, line four. You're on the air, line four. Hello. Ben, I wow. love you. I never said I quit. A, I said I was taking a break because you don't appreciate that? my talent. Shocking. Thanks for the call, we man. I appreciate it. We don't appreciate his talent. Am I supposed to? What, what should I do to appreciate his talent? Eddie? How should I appreciate his talent? What should I do? It sounds like he wants you to kiss his ass. Weed man, do you want me to kiss your ass? Is that what you want? I want to complain about you. <laughs> I missed him. My Cuban neighbor in a wheelchair gives me weed. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't have that? <laughs> Who doesn't have that set up? Uh, we'll get to forgettable. Uh, we'll take some more of these calls here, I guess. We'll do that. Why not? Right now, though, from the Geico Studios, Eddie Garcia giving you the latest. Eddie. Well, Ben, we will start in the NFL with Monday Night Football, and it was a record-setting night for New Orleans quarterback Drew Brees. Looks to the far sideline, wide open, Drake Von Smith. Traquan Smith is going to go to the end zone. Drew Brees has done it. You have just witnessed history in New Orleans. Drew Brees is the NFL's all-time leading passer. WWL Saints Radio Network on the call. That, didn't that sound like an old-school like sports call, like from like the 1920s? Like, well, it was weird. It was refreshing that the the color guy wasn't screaming and hooting, hollering uh, to kind of ruin the call. Maybe he told him, "Make sure that look, this is a record tonight. You're Don't screw a, this you're up." Such a curmudgeon, Eddie. Who cares? The guy's behind yelling. I I would care if I was the play-by-play guy. 62-yard touchdown pass to Traquan Smith in the second quarter. That was the record setter. Breeze finished with 363 yards, three touchdowns. Now has 72,103 career passing yards. Oh, by the way, Saints roll over the Redskins 43-19. New Orleans now 4-1 on the season. Washington drops to 2-2. Postseason baseball, the Red Sox route the Yankees in New York 16-1. Brock Holt for Boston, became the first player, I can't believe this is true, first player to hit for the cycle in a postseason game ever. Now, does that count, Eddie? What do you mean, does it count? Do you know who he hit the home run against in the ninth inning? Oh, I know. He is a position player. It still counts. Austin Romine. The great Austin Romine. We think of great top Yankee pitchers. Austin Romine comes to mind. He's wonderful. Boston leads that best of five series now two games to one with the lopsided win. The Dodgers beat the Braves 6-2. Manny Machado for RBI, including a three-run homer. As LA wins that series three games to one. They move on to face Milwaukee in the National League Championship Series. And the Astros close out the Indians 11-3. Marwin Gonzalez and Carlos Correa each three RBI as Houston sweeps that series three games to nothing to advance to the American League Championship boring. Series. But it boring. Nobody cares about the Astros. Yeah, they're boring. Yeah, they look pretty good to me. This support brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you will pay 
for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Now, Ben, I don't know if we'll have a Maller monologue on this sometime later in the show, but the defending Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles yes. plays starting running back right. Jay Ajayi on injured reserve, done for the year with a torn ACL. Put out the lights, uh, the, the party's over. The Eagles also restructured the contract of Pro Bowl defensive tackle Fletcher Cox, and there were a lot of speculation that, last that, week, Eddie. that they were going to create salary cap space because they're going to trade for Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. But uh, there's now saying, well, that's uh, not going to happen. Well, that's what they're saying, yeah. but all trades are unexpected, Eddie. You have to downplay all trades. I will have a, I will have a Malum monologue on that uh-huh, later. I knew it. I will rant. I just That's low-hanging fruit, Eddie. I know. You know I love low-hanging fruit, so I Who will doesn't? take part in that. The, 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 the delicious, most tastiest fruit out there, low-hanging <laughs> that's, fruit. That's exactly Let's talk right. football, not drama. It's all about the no, drama. No, no, we're going to oh, talk drama. Good job, Roberto. Look at that. Look at that. That's, uh, we're finito on that, Eddie, is what we are. Finito on that is what we are. That's right. It's a drama-free show. Who oh, knew yeah. that we'd get so many great drops out of a boring Giants coach? I mean, it's like Pat Shermer, you're not going to remember the guy ever coached the Giants. He's going to be out of there in a year or two. And Who? Shermer's rant about Odell Beckham gave us like two or three really good drops. We got two or three really good drops out of that. So it's wonderful. And that's really all that matters. That's all I care about. Hey, Chuck Pagano is nothing memorable as an NFL coach, but how long did we play Chuck Pagano drops on that? The guy's on Literally his deathbed. Literally on his deathbed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not trigonometry It's either. wonderful. Pagano, is, what's he doing now, Chuck Pagano? Is he a broadcaster somewhere? I don't believe so. Oh, what, what, what is he up to? we got to find out. And, and his brother, too. Is his brother coaching anyone? I don't know. The, where, the Pagano brothers? Where have you gone, Paganos? Finito. Done. That's right. See that? Look at that. Bob, way to go, Roberto. I'm so proud of you, Roberto. Look at you. Domination with the drops. It's not trigonometry. No, it's not. It's radio. Sports talk radio. So take that in your pooper and pop it. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know about <laughs> we need that. that. Uh, we are coming here from the guy. Uh, John Pagano is coaching the linebackers of the Houston Texans. Oh, that must be a fun job. Yeah. Oh, he could lose his job the way the Texans defense has played most of the year. We are coming here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. On your car insurance, just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Manic Mike says, I missed the Monday night game. Did Adrian Peterson trump the butt fumble by Mark Sanchez? No, Manic Mike. Peterson was really good. Man, was he impressive. I think everyone who watched the game walked away from that experience thinking, man, is this guy solid. The Redskins really did a good job. Their scouting department picking this guy up. That's a reliable source of offense for the Redskins, clearly. Now, what was forgettable? Forgettable would be the performance of Alex Smith. Now, the numbers do not look terrible. The numbers do not reek. But this is one of those things, if you watch the game, you know that uh, Alex Smith, when the Redskins needed to match blow for blow, the Redskins offense got bogged down and was unable to matriculate the ball into the end zone. Smith finished with 275 yards on 39 pass attempts. That's not good. Didn't have a touchdown pass. He had one interception, and uh, he did have a four-yard touchdown run, but he was bad, really bad, and his numbers at halftime. So I was looking at when the game was somewhat in the balance. It was a 13-point game at halftime, and Alex Smith had 131 yards passing at halftime, and no touchdowns, no interceptions. He was just kind of there. He wasn't doing anything. It was just kind of like filling a slot. Like uh, like a left guard would do. He had a quarterback rating of seventy one in the first half. Alex Smith, and it, it, it should be worse. I feel like it should be watching the game. You felt like it should be worse, and he has these hiccups now. John Gruden after the game 
trying to stand by his quarterback, uh, Jay Gruden rather, not John. John doesn't care. Jay, the coach of the Redskins, cares. He says that he, he blamed himself, the Redskins coach. He said he needs to get better at coming up with plays that Alex Smith is comfortable in, making Alex Smith more comfortable. So how do you make Alex Smith comfortable? Give him, what, a three-touchdown lead? He's usually pretty comfortable when he's got a three-touchdown lead. What else can you do? I mean, well, I'm trying to think. How could you make Alex Smith comfortable? Although Gruden, I did like what he, uh, he said. Jay Gruden, as he left the dais, his last word at his post-game news conference was, that was an absolute embarrassment. Those were the final words from Jay Gruden as he walked off the stage. And that's not wrong. That's an accurate portrayal of the events from the Redskins side of things. Let's check back. For some reason, Weedman keeps calling back. Hello, Weedman. How can we help you, Weedman? You've been on the I air. I love you. Nick Saban is a Napoleon complex bum. All right. That's a hot take. No, What? 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 <laughs> yes? What? Can, how can I help you? Let's, let's end this right now. Well, how can I help you? Nick Saban chose yeah. Dante Culpepper, and I tweeted to you before you said it, okay? I lived through it. I'm not hanging on your every tweet, Weedman. Is there anyone you want to say hello to, Weedman? Anyone you want to say? Yo, yo, let me tell you something about college coaches like Nick Saban. They like big black men. (laughs) All right. Okay? They scout. They drive around. Wait, 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 no, no. Let's explore this further. So, Weedman, what is your revelation about Nick Saban? Go ahead. He likes... Big black men. He drives around neighborhoods to schoolyard parks looking at the little men. Well, you said they were big men, not little men. You just said a moment ago. He's a little man. He looks for the big black men. I think he's gay. All right. Thank you, Weed Man. Boy, we missed you. Man, did we miss you. You don't hear that anywhere else, do you? No. And you've heard it first on the Ben Malley Show. <laughs> want to follow up on that, Eddie? You want to touch up that work at all there? I'm good. I'm good. Coop, you have anything to add, Coop? No. Okay. Uh, let's go to Manuel in Gardena, who's next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Manuel. everywhere. The Duke of Dorchester, the Boston butt kisser. I'm going to give you a pass, Ben Bino, because you're... Knowles has been so far up Massachusetts' ass that you didn't bother to watch the Dodgers the last That's month not, or that, so. That is incorrect, Machado, Manuel. No. Manny Machado no, came through twice in the last week. Yeah. If you haven't been watching, Ben. Yeah, I, I was. Mean, I was watching. I saw. I saw him boot a ball and strike out three behind. times, Call and I was there. Person. I was a witness, man. Well, at Dodger Stadium, the first game against Atlanta, when he went 0 for four with three strikeouts and booted a routine ground ball at shortstop. I witnessed that. Oh, stop! 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 MVP and nothing. Of the World Series, Ben, we're doing it this year, damn it. Can you stop railing on Betts and Bogarts and whoever the hell is coming? They scored 16 runs at Yankee Stadium. That's an amazing performance by the Red Sox. Yeah, great. Take that to the Eastern Seaboard, Benny. 
We want Dodger talk, damn it. We want to- I'm, t- I'm talking about Drew Brees is what I've talked about. I'm not even talking about baseball at all. All right. Thank- yeah, I'm going to give you a pass, man. All right. I love you. All right, buddy. I love you. All right. A lot of Dodger talk coming up, though. We can get Ross Porter on. We'll do baseball trivia. Yes. Let's play baseball trivia. <laughs> don't, don't tease me with that. You know how I love I that impression. Talk about Atlanta Braves. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's yeah. great getting porn, I'm telling you. I'm sure, I'm sure it is, yes, uh, clearly. All right, we are on Twitter, at Ben Maller. Tony says, Chuck Pagano is sitting at home wishing he could have another chance at coaching. There you go. So what he says here, well, a lot of reaction to Weed Man. Uh, Robin Vegas says, great call by Weed Man, action-packed, full of solid statistical information. He is back. I don't know about the end of that call, though. I don't know about the end of that. Rob says, Weed Man hippies break from the show. Uh, are They're as long as Blind Scott is in rehab. That's a good point. Like Blind Scott goes to rehab for like a week. And, I sit down when I pee. And then he comes back. It's like, voila, here I am. Abracadabra, hocus pocus. All right, uh, we'll, we'll press on here. We have uh, no, there's only one baseball game, so we'll do the NHL puckum. We're gonna do the NHL puckum. There's only one baseball game tomorrow, so there's we're not, what's the point? So we'll do the NHL puckum. Haven't done that this year. We'll get to that. Here's the Who Am I game. Josh Allen had just 82 yards passing on 19 attempts with no touchdowns and an interception in Buffalo's win over the Titans. I am the last quarterback to attempt at least 15 passes for 82 yards or less, no touchdowns, and my team got a win during the regular season. Again, Josh Allen did this on Sunday against Tennessee, but I'm the last quarterback to attempt at least 15 passes with 82 yards or less, no touchdowns, and get a win in a regular season game. Who am I? The answer next. You have to multitask to navigate through life, so make sure to like the Ben Maller Show in the cyber world. Join our Facebook radio family. It's the Maller Militia's springboard on the social network. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. You can submit jokes, questions for Ask Ben, and more. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Well, the NHL Puckham, Roberto's... We're going to pop his chair. He's never done the NHL. <laughs> Fuck him. I don't even know if he knows that. I was going to say, he may it. have never yeah. said uh, an NHL player's name yes, before. Yes, this will be new for Roberto. So we'll have that coming up in a couple minutes. Can't wait. Uh, here's a Who Am I a game. Uh, Josh Allen had just 82 yards passing on 19 attempts. No touchdowns. Had an interception for Buffalo. They beat the Titans. I am the last quarterback to attempt at least 15 passes for 82 yards or less and no touchdowns, and get a win in a regular season game? Who am I? That is the question. What is the answer? Let's see. Did anybody get it right? Patrick, the Uber black driver in San Diego, is going with Danny White. Lamont checks in with Todd Blackledge, and he's got a photo, a nice mullet there for Todd Blackledge. Uh, Shane Flacco, or Falco, rather, from Ernie in Michigan. Uh, Who else do we have? Uh, Page down, page down. Clint Longley from Cardiac Stanley. Car parking Kyle in Kansas City is going with Elvis Gerbach, or whatever he said. Uh, Mark Brunel from Brad. Al Bundy from the Rooster. Jay Scoops going Bob Euchre, Mr. Baseball. Let's see who we got. Burt Reynolds from Mario. Sean King from Chris, the great former Bucks quarterback, Sean King, who's now 
a college football assistant coach. Matt in SoCal and Reseda is going with Landry Jones. Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? Yes, the answer is Jake Locker. The great Jake Locker, is that correct? Uh, it's not Tim Tebow, guessed by Mike from the LBC. The correct answer, Todd Collins. Remember Todd Collins? He played for a couple different teams. From Michigan? Uh, he was with the Chicago Bears. This happened about eight years ago or so. Uh, Bears quarterback in a game against Carolina. He had 32 yards passing, no touchdowns, and four interceptions. He was 6 of 16 passing, and Chicago won. (laughs) How is that possible? Your quarterback had four interceptions, no touchdowns, 32 yards passing, and the Bears beat Carolina in a random NFL game back in the day. Let's go to Dolphin Mike, who's next, and we'll get to the NHL Puckham coming up in a moment. Hello, Dolphin Mike. Hey, Big Ben, you got it all wrong on this uh, saving Breeze thing here. If if Breeze would have went to the Dolphins, the Dolphins would have been great. I mean, you have Wes Welker got traded to the Patriots in 2006 for a second and a seventh round pick. That would have never happened. We had um, Ketkin Jr., Wes Welker, would have had Brian Hartline in there. Oh, it would have been awesome. Yeah, and let's let's talk uh, about what Brady, happened. Let's, Brady, uh, let's talk about what happened to the Dolphins on Sunday when they were leading seventeen to nothing. At, well, we don't need to talk in about the third quarter. Co- no, no, I need to talk about uh-huh. that. I had the Dolphins plus six and a half. They had a seventeen nothing lead. You know, it's one thing to lose That's when you called have- curse of the Ben Dino. Oh, shut Stay up! Off of my Dolphins. Oh, listen, you your Dolphins ought to fold up and go you to the, get a see the Dodgers' a- face. Oh, you stop! No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, shut up. No, they, they are, are not. not you're a you're a liar. You deal Ryan with Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill. Would be the co- would be the quarterback of the Rams right now if Breeze would have went to Miami. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill's a bum, and you're a bum because you like him. So that makes you a bum. Guilt by association. You're a bum. Hey, there never would have been a Wildcat. Ronnie Brown, Ketkin Jr., yeah. Wes Welker. Oh, how would my how, how would my over. how would my life be different without that? Oh my god! It would have it would have been great. Yeah, hey, Tony Sperano would still be alive. Cam Cam. Oh yeah, would have been he a would coach. still be alive. Yeah, okay, get out of here. You're good. You've lost your mind, is what you've done. But we, we have to get to this right now. It's time for the NHL Puckum. That's right, it's hockey season somewhere. Koopa Loop, get on that microphone loud and proud. Now we're going to pick a goaltender and two skaters. And who is the first pick? Who has the first pick on the NHL puck? Who's the smartest guy in the room? Go ahead. Talk slowly. So glad we only have to hear this like once every two weeks. Go ahead. Hurry up. Uh, uh, that'd Coop. be you, Ben. Uh, so I won the game. I'm the winner. I won. I picked Andrew Benintendi. Thank you very much. All right. With the first pick, Team Maller selecting Pekka Rene of the Nashville Predators. Kubalu. I will go with Austin Matthews. Chalk. It's boring. Eddie. John Tavares. Boring. You guys are such a. Roberto, go ahead. Wayne Simmons. Okay, and uh, one you more. Did pronounce that correctly. Uh, Evander Kane. Oh, okay. Yeah. Evander Kane. Eddie. Let's go with Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon. I will go it's, with. It's my pick. Oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah. I will go with Elias Pettersson. No. Very close. Right. Elias. Oh. All right. I, I'm going to take Cam Atkinson and Tyler Toffoli. Bam. Koopaloo. I will go with Semyon Varlamon. Eddie. Uh, that was not very close. Eddie. Connor Hellebuck. Roberto. I'm taking the Kings goalie. What's his name? Uh, his name's not Kings goalie. I need goalie. a name. Jack Campbell. 
Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It is a wild and wacky world, as you know. You're living in it. Your life. You're living your life. There are very few things that are guaranteed. Other than someday you're going to meet your demise, you're going to die, you're going to pay a lot of taxes before then, and the Dodgers are in the National League Championship Series. It's a birthright, baby. They're back again. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Bunch of teams in the National League, teams that spend a lot of money like the Chicago Cubs and the St. Louis Cardinals usually spend a bunch. The Nationals have been a team that has forked out a bunch of money in recent years. But there's one constant in this recent patch of history and that would be the Dodgers. It is becoming a tradition in the fall over the last decade or so. Dodger baseball late into October. Mr. Freeze and Manny Machado powering up the big blue wrecking crew as they they toyed with the Atlanta Braves. The Braves were like silly putty. And the Dodgers chop, 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 chopped away at the silly putty. And they end up coming back after falling behind, and they, they took an early lead, fell behind, come back and win, and win convincingly and advance to the final four. The Dodgers are in the final four of Major League Baseball. There's still one ticket left to be punched. But the fact that the Dodgers beat up the Atlanta Braves is not newsworthy in and of itself because the Dodgers are better than the Atlanta Braves. They were supposed to win this particular series. It was surprising they even lost a game against Atlanta uh, because Walker Bueller had a case of the yips on the mound, started walking everybody, and then gave up a grand slam. But this is a regular thing. The Dodgers are into the NLCS for the third straight season, the sixth time the last decade the Dodgers have been in the National League Championship Series. They will take on the Milwaukee Brewers in the NLCS. Game one, Friday in Wisconsin, Cheese curds on me. Uh, now, I, I bring this up because a number of our friends, we have a lot of listeners, we're on some great radio stations in places like Appleton, Wisconsin, and Madison, and Milwaukee, and all parts in between. And uh, Ron, who is a Mallard Militia member in Madison, Wisconsin, which is the capital of Wisconsin and the home of the Badgers, uh, he sent along a message after the Dodger game, and he was trying to throw some shade. But, Ron, you're not good at it. All right, you're not good at it, Ron. You're good enough to get me to mention it on the air, but you're not you're not good at it. Ron believes that the Brewers have a distinct advantage, as he says here, because they've won eleven straight games <laughs> heading into Friday. And so he thinks that the Dodgers are in trouble because they're running into a buzzsaw in Brewer baseball. And he's he's telling me not to not to expect the Dodgers to win because the Brewers, this is just their year. Uh, is what he says. All right, so so Ron, let's address this right now. I'm glad you brought this up, and I, I'm imagining that we're going to hear this kind of thing from Brewer fan uh, the rest of the week. The, the The question is, does Milwaukee have, to use your terminology, Ron, a competitive advantage because of this 11-game winning streak that they're on going back to the regular season? 
three more games during the the postseason. I'll give you two words. Absolutely not. Those are the two words. Absolutely not. All right. Now, my observations, I don't know how long you've been listening, Ron, but I have illusionary, contrasting, and weaponized those two things. Now, we'll begin with the fact, if you've been listening a while, you've probably heard me rant and rave like a lunatic on my soapbox about this, but I am not part of the cult of momentum. I am not. I, I did, did not take that class at Sportscasting University, Clown College. It is something that does not exist. Right? Sports media people, kept like, the broadcasters especially love to regurgitate this, but sports bloggers, they used to be called sports writers, they like to, to throw this into stories as well. All right? They regurgitate uh, this momentum. They toss it into the echo chamber. Uh, yes, Milwaukee is a confident baseball team. I would agree with you on that. But as far as momentum, there is no such thing as momentum. I put it in the same category. We talk about things like team chemistry. Right? Team ke- doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Team chemistry over. It's great if you have everyone getting along with each other and you have harmony in the locker room. But you can win without it. Right? You can win without it, and it's something that's only brought up when it doesn't work. Right? If a team like the Chicago Cubs seemingly got along with each other pretty well. They didn't win, right? Why not? They have you know, got that core group together and all that. Why didn't they win? Intangibles. It's another one of those things that, that annoy me. Veteran mentors in the locker room, like Chase Utley. Stop. All right? It's all sports gibberish. Things that you cannot see, you cannot touch. Uh, momentum's at the top of that list. Craig Council. I'll give you, I'll give you an example here, Ron. Craig Council can't go to his bench and say, I'd like to bring in Mr. Momentum. Neither can Dave Roberts, right? Why can't you, right? If momentum's actually a thing, why couldn't Dave Roberts, when the, the, the Dodgers were playing miserable baseball in the year, why couldn't he call somebody up and say, we'd like to trade a couple of minor leaguers for some momentum? We'd like a couple of drums of momentum. Can we get an extra gallon of momentum? You can't do it. It's an illusionary phenomena, momentum. Now, if you want to get technical and go to the science terminology, right? Uh, the actual definition, momentum is defined as a mass in motion. All objects have mass, right? All objects have mass. So if an object is moving, then it has momentum. It has its mass in motion. Therefore, it doesn't give anyone a competitive advantage because everybody's got mass and everyone's moving around. It's all the same. It's all the same for you. It's the same for me. It's the same for everybody. Now, in addition, uh, this particular matchup, I I was thinking, like, how is this going to be hyped up? It's on Fox Sports 1. What's the angle? You can't just have Dodgers and Brewers. What's the selling point? So I'm envisioning it's going to be a David versus Goliath-like matchup, right? Blue-collar Milwaukee. And Hollywood, Yasiel Puig and Manny Machado with their flamboyance and their showmanship versus the lunch pail squad of the Brew Crew. And it is a matchup of contrasting styles. I'll give you that. You can draw a clear distinction between these two teams and the fact that the Dodgers have dominant starting pitching when Walker Buehler's not walking everybody and Hinjin Ryu and Clayton Kershaw at the front of that rotation – the Brewers bring a blowtorch out of the bullpen in Josh, Tate, uh, Josh Hader, very good at Twitter, uh, and, and friends. 
right? Like, and all his friends there. Uh, L.A.'s the cash cow, right? They have the $199 million payroll, which is not even the highest. It's the third highest in baseball. The Brewers, 22nd in payroll. I have a feeling that will be hammered over the top of your head with a sledgehammer uh, on the broadcast as a talking point, right? So the Brewers have Christian Yelich, who a very nice gift from the Marlins, the presumptive National League MVP. Who? And they also provide the blight of the bullpen game. The Brewers give us the blight of the bullpen game, which we have. Now, the last observation on the upcoming National League Championship Series. Well, some around the Brewers are drawing comparisons. We mentioned this the other day, that the Brewers are the the, the modern version, I say modern because it was just a couple of years ago, of the Kansas City Royals. Right, that Royals team, and they they have a number of former Kansas City ballplayers on the Brew Crew that this is a Cinderella story, right? Cinderella story against the big bad Dodgers. The, the, the Royals team, they won finally, eventually in the World Series, thanks to the Mets. Uh, they were able to beat the Mets. And this Brewers team, they will get it done. The problem is the Dodgers, and I, I don't know how you get around this, are just better. The Dodgers are a better team than the Brewers. Now, the better team doesn't always win. That's true. But unlike the Rockies, who got into the fetal position and started sucking their thumb in the corner of the clubhouse after they beat the Cubs, they uh, they shot their you-know-what uh, against the Cubbies in the wild-card game. That's not going to happen here. Now, if it does, clearly the Brew Crew are going to win. This is not a white flag situation for the Dodgers. And they have a cornucopia of ways of beating the Brewers. L.A. can overpower Milwaukee with dingers. The, the lineup has been weaponized from top to bottom. They've got a starting staff filled with bazookas. Milwaukee is depending. And this is the flaw with the Brewers. Everyone's like, you got to have a great bullpen. But the, the Milwaukee bullpen, while it's been very effective this season, you keep bringing those guys in, the choke factor goes up. Because every time you bring a pitcher in, there's a chance that that day that particular pitcher is just not going to have it. The moment's going to be too big, and he's going to vomit all over the mound. This is the flaw with the Milwaukee Brewers. They are overly dependent on that. You've got to have a little bit of balance. You can't always rely on that. You've got to ride uh, the starting pitching to a point. The Brewers don't have great starting pitching. They have guys that are going to go four or five innings, and so you're going to go into that bullpen, and it might work out early in the series for Milwaukee. It could work out that those guys are effective early, but as the series goes on and the Dodger lineup sees those relief pitchers, the last couple games of that series, the competitive advantage goes to the Dodgers because they've seen all those Brewers relief pitchers, and they, they have an idea of what's coming at them and should be able to, uh, to take advantage of that situation. And in, the more pitchers you use, the more opportunities you have for a guy to blow it, to not be able to handle the situation. Now, for whatever it's worth, and it's not worth much, uh, the regular season, the Dodgers did win the season series from the, the Brewers. They played well in Milwaukee. But that's all the way back in July. I don't think that's relevant today because uh, it was back in July, and uh, we'll, we'll see. But we, we know that Joe Buck, who will be a trending topic, Joe Buck will be a trending topic on Twitter because – Brewer fans aren't going to like him. Dodger fans aren't going to like him. That's the beauty. And Joe Buck, he embraces this. The great thing about Joe Buck on, on Fox Sports and Fox Sports 1 is he knows this and he loves it. So it's Joe Buck, John Smoltz in the booth, the Fox box that rocks, and Ken Rosenthal and Tom Verducci 
adding flavor for the National League Championship Series. The Los Angeles Dodgers will win, and the Dodgers are going to win in six games. Los Angeles wins in six. On to the World Series yet again for the boys in blue. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Judas Garcia, right over there, hanging out. Well, Ben, I am not uh, nearly the baseball uh, insider that you are, but I I agree with you on this one. I think the Dodgers are going to advance to the World Series. You're smart, Eddie. And then lose to the (laughs) Astros in the World Series. No, 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 no. Come on. So difficult to repeat, Eddie. The Astros, first of all, they're going to run into the the Boston Red Sox. And you know, let me tell you something about me, Eddie. You've been with me a long time. You've worked together for many years here. We're two of the old timers at Fox Sports Radio. Our number's going to come up before you know, but we've been here a long time. And uh, whatever can happen in sports to make me uncomfortable is going to happen. What is the most uncomfortable thing for me? Uh, Red Sox Dodgers. Bing, 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 yeah. bing, bing, bing. Yes. So we that, that's a, that's a, it's destined to happen, right? You make this a strong would, you make a strong case with this argument. Yes. yes. I, 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 this this would make <laughs> my life a living hell. Oh, I am. Oh, a, I would uh, love it so much. I am an occasional talk show host in Boston at the Red Sox station. In fact, Eddie, after the game tonight on Tuesday night. I will be hosting the post-game Red Sox talk show after the game with the Yankees. <laughs> so I'm in an awkward situation if the Red Sox end up in the World Series against the Dodgers. This would be very uncomfortable for me, Eddie. Well, that's interesting uh, you say that because I, I, I know how you operate. As you said, I've been with you for a long yeah. time. I, I could see you spinning this as a this is a win-win. You have no way of losing because uh, if the Red Sox win, you're going to go on the Boston radio station. You're going to sing their praises and kiss their tukuses and do all that. And if the Dodgers win, then you're going to come here and do the same thing. So well, that is true to a point, yeah. but you know, well, I, I, are you are you saying that uh, deep down your your heart bleeds blue? And to have to go on another radio station and sing the praises of Celebrate. a team that beat uh, your team, well, you'd actually be crying on the inside. It'd be a little tough. You'd be like the clown smiling on the outside but crying on the inside. It'd be a little difficult, Eddie. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. And so that's, that's I see the, your I see that, your dilemma. That's the, the, the Armageddon situation for me is the Red Sox, Dodgers, and the World Series. But on a positive note, I would have access to all of the games. I could like fly to Boston and see all. Oh, really? Although the Red Sox, well, yeah, but the Red Sox would. So I'd I'd have to make two trips because I'd have to go the first two and then the last two. That would be expensive. So maybe they'll they'll pay my way. I'm sure they'll take care of that. Yes, that would be awesome if they did. That would be very nice. Anyway, so uh, well, there you go. We'll, we'll see. And Roberto, your prediction on the NLCS here, Roberto? Uh, Dodgers in six. I agree with you, Ben. Six games. Oh. Maybe, maybe less. Off the air, he said three. Dodgers <laughs> in three. They don't even need the fourth game. Just uh, I just want to say, Ben, that David <laughs> David Freeze and Ryan Matson already did more than Chase Elliott ever did with his career with <laughs> the Dodgers. So. That's not wrong. So hopefully uh, the Dodger fans will give them had, standing I, ovations. I, I want to be honest with you. I had no idea David Freeze was on the Dodgers. I remember him on oh, the Pirates last time I been, noticed. He's been playing good with the Dodgers. He's, he's all over a, the place. He's been all over baseball, though, right? He's, he's like, a he's traveling a, man. He's a drink. Wasn't he? He did time with the cheating Cardinals. Yeah, oh, yeah, he? definitely. Yeah. yeah. And now he's the fifth most all time in postseason uh, RBIs, I believe, something like that. He's my favorite Crazy. former cheating Cardinal. My favorite <laughs> former cheating Cardinal is, is Mr. Freeze, David Freeze there. Yeah. Flash guy. What do they trade? Like a, a bag of uh, Cheetos Fritos, or something? Fritos, yeah. Fritos so. and oh, Cheetos, both of them. Cheetos, except for they get that <laughs> stuff on your fingers. Yeah. Delicious, though. And Cheetos are wonderful. I don't know anyone that doesn't like Cheetos. But there's not a single thing in Cheetos that's good for you. 
right? Yeah. That you, you, should, see, you should not put any of that in your body, but it yeah. tastes amazing. I saw that our friend Gritty, the new mascot for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, yeah. he's very orange. He has a sandwich uh, named after him. He in already has a sandwich named yes, after he does. him. He's, he's taken the sports world by storm, and uh, it, it's it's everything that's orange. Like this this sandwich is just huge and orange, and of course so, it has Cheetos all over it. Cheetos. What inside. else? What oh meat is the meat the, orange? Well, there's like orange cheese. You know, it's, it's just cheese. it's just a big orange block. Are there on bread. actual oranges in there? I like, don't think there no. are actual oranges. Now. I go with the flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah, I think those I are in there to... too. I, nah, I don't like the flaming. I'm I'm a basic Cheeto guy. You're now, a traditionalist. It... Yes, I am. I'm, I'm a purist. <laughs> is it now? I do like the crunchy more than the puff. I'm more of a crunchy Cheetos guy <laughs> than the puff. I'm with you, Ben. All right, thank you for that. Cool. Uh, I like right? the puffs. All right. <laughs> Say that again. Puff, puff. All right. Oh, Coop likes the puffs too. Yeah, he does. Coop spent a lot of time doing that over the years. He's a big fan of that. Yeah, that's it. Production meetings. Yeah, puff, 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 puff. Yeah. All right. Uh, is the uh, the Ben Maller show on Fox? We'll take your calls. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. So there was not much to discuss in the Yankee Red Sox game because it was a route or route. Involving the the Sox as they just destroyed the Yankees, biggest blowout loss in playoff history for the Yankees, sixteen to one was the final. But we do have a conspiracy theory. Well, of course we do, and we will get to the bottom of this, Eddie, because there are some thinking that there were some shenanigans going on. This involves the Yankees, not the Reds. Oh, I did see this story. Right, yeah. We will get to that. It's a good one. I think there might be something to it. So we'll get to that, and we'll do it next. Research has shown you get even more out of the Ben Maller Show when you follow along on Twitter. It's the playground for our P1s. Message the voices in the night and follow your host, Ben, on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our executive producer. He's manning the phones. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper. And he's at UH Bronco Fan. Otani! And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. The Boogie Down Bronx Conspiracy Theory. We'll get to that coming up in a couple minutes. And also later this hour, Maller to the third degree. My God, have you chosen a great hour of radio. Man, is this too much amazing radio. And you get to hear from KGB, who's in San Francisco. They, I always wonder where the KGB was located. I thought it was overseas, but it's actually in... In the Bay Area. Hello, KGB. How you doing, Ben? If I was any better, I'd be a Coop, but not the Koopa Loop because he's a Bronco fan. <laughs> I'm coming from the Bay Area, San Leandro. There you go. Cool. How can we help you? What's going on, KGB? Well, it's time to collect my uh, two golden tickets from you. Oh, that's all. Oh, no, are you the A's guy? Yes, I am, sir. Well, I just want to point play out. My jingle for me. All right, play the. Go ahead, play the. Uh, there you go. Ticket. All right, there you go. I got a golden ticket. Right. I just want to point out right. that that the A's. You would admit that without all the crappy teams in the American League, I, I was correct with my analysis. I just miscalculated how many bad teams there were in the American League. Wrong. <laughs> That's correct. You are wrong. No, no, I'm right. I'm right. Now, what are you going to do with the golden ticket? You can do a lot with that. That's very. You have two golden tickets. That's a very valuable yeah. thing that you have here, KGB. Yes, it is. So when, uh, so I'm also the person that uh, took care of Coop when he came down to San Francisco. 
Well, Coop needs a lot of help. I think you need you need you not want to send him to the hospital actually next time he he visits you. You might want to <laughs> When are you gonna come down and visit? I, I would love to. You know, I uh, I need to get there. Uh how hopefully by the end of the year. Hopefully by the end of the year, KG, I'll come meet you. How about that? Is that part of the package? Is, is that part of the golden ticket thing? I had to come hang out with you? Uh, I have no problem with that. Yeah, I'll, I'll find. Uh, now, are you really a real-life A's fan, or are you just pretending to be an A's fan? No, I'm, a, I'm an A's fan, but yeah. I vowed if they do not make a good offer for Chris Davis, that I will not be an A's fan. So it is dependent on a legitimate offer, a kosher offer for Chris Davis, and if not, you're gone. Right. Yeah, because they say they, they got some new money in there, but if they obviously don't make an offer for him, then yeah. nothing's changed. All right, for the record, for those that are new listeners, KGB, you called up. Uh, there was a kerfluffle between myself and the Oakland A's early in the year, and you called up and made some very bold declarations about the Oakland A's, if I remember correctly, and uh, unfortunately to the dismay of it. I mean, I'm never wrong here. I don't know how this could have happened. Uh, you You were on the right side of the bet. You're about what twenty five games wrong. <laughs> well, at the time I made the prediction with the information I had, that was the that was the proper proper prediction. I mean, who could have thought that the Koopa Loops Angels would have been a bunch of choking uh, halos over there? My God. Anyway, all right. Well, congratulations, KGB. You did win. You get two golden tickets. You can call right back if you want. You, is there anything else we can do for you, KGB? Uh, no, I'll just be listening. I'm on, I'm actually on my way to L.A. right now. I'm on Highway 5, that long stretch of desert. Yeah. Well, I recommend you just open your windows and smell all the cow poop in the middle of California because that's pretty <laughs> much all California smells like in the middle part there. Just enjoy yeah, the, just, the, 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 just, the... How dare I you? I just passed the uh, second patch of them. There's two patches. I just passed the second one. Yeah, all right. That's a very nice aroma there. You know, Eddie, you grew up with that, Eddie. As a child, you grew up with that smell, yes? It's, it's the nation's... Harvest of bounty there. Bread it's, basket is that's that, right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. All of the food comes from there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you, KGB. There he goes. the The big winner. He somehow was able to school me. He gets two golden tickets, and he can call right back, and we'll just keep putting him on the air. How jealous is Real Talk that he gets two golden tickets? I mean, my God, that is a, what a, what a package for KGB. We'll get to that Bronx conspiracy. We have some other legends lined up. But right now, let's get the latest, and we say hello from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios to Eddie Garcia. Eddie. Well, Ben, let's start this one off with some postseason baseball, and how about the Red Sox uh, whooping up on the New York Yankees in their ALDS, and uh, what a night for Brock Holtz of the Bo Sox. All right, here's the Brock star. What a night he's had. Uh, Brock star, that's cute. And yeah. he swings and rips one deep to right down the line toward the corner, hooking, and it's a home run. A two-run homer for the Brock star. And he has hit for the cycle for the second time in his career. WEI Red Sox Radio Network on the call and for the first time in postseason history, Brock Holt hits hitting for the cycle. No player had done that before, believe it or not. Red Sox roll over the Yankees 16-1 to and will grab the, a 2-1 series advantage. Will the Yes Network do what do they call a Yankeeography on this game? Will they have a uh, frame I'm going to say no. Probably not. But Nesson, no. the Red Sox yes. channel will likely do something. Absolutely. Yeah. Dodgers beat the Braves 6-2. Manny Machado with uh, 4 RBI including a 3-run homer helping LA win the game and the series. They take it 3 games to 1. 
eliminating Atlanta, and it's on to Milwaukee for the Dodgers and the National League Championship Series. Astros close out the Indians with an 11-3 win in Cleveland. Marwin Gonzalez and Carlos Correa each three RBIs. Houston sweeps the series three games to nothing and advance to the American League Championship Series. NFL Monday Night Football Saints over the Redskins 43-19. New Orleans quarterback Drew Brees threw for 363 yards, three touchdowns. He also had a 62-yard touchdown pass to set an NFL record. He passes Brett Favre and Peyton Manning to become the all-time leader in career passing yards for the NFL with 72,103. New Orleans now 4-1 on the well, year. Washington I, drops I, I to 2 I really and two. would like to credit the NFL because they, you know, they just let the moment pass. They didn't stop the game and, and have fanfare and all that. You know, it's, It was a classy move by the NFL just to continue to play the game and not stop everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car to so visit True Car and enjoy more confident car buying experience. Ben, I don't know if Roberto has the drop, but we I know it's one of your favorites. Uh, sucking at a time that we oh, shouldn't yeah. suck, right? I love that drop. It's wonderful. Well, you can apply that to... John Tortorella. Yeah. Angel Hernandez, the umpire that was in the American League <laughs> Divisional Series between the Red Sox and the Yankees. Luckily, the game didn't matter, so no one really cared, but he was terrible uh, in last night's game. Three of his calls at first base were overturned by replay in the first four innings of this game. Now, you may not remember this, but Angel Hernandez is suing Major League Baseball yeah. for discrimination. Yeah. He's, he's been, one of the most amazing things that he's still working. Yes. He's suing baseball, and he's still umpiring yeah. playoff games. He's been umpiring since 1993, and he's pissed off that he's not been a crew chief. Could it be maybe that he sucks? I don't know. <laughs> you decide, but... Good news, he'll be behind the plate for Game 4 oh, good. of Tuesday's game between the Yankees game and Red Sox. Game 17 hours tonight. Now, last time I was supposed to be on, uh, one of the last times on, on the uh, Boston station, I didn't even get on, Eddie, because the NL playoff game between the Rockies and Cubs went so long that I didn't even get on. Will that happen tonight with the Red Sox game against the Yankees? I'm going to say no. You think it'll, it will not go that long? No. Uh, Angel Hernandez, you know who was happy? The happiest guy, Joe Torre, right? Isn't yeah. the beef between Angel Hernandez and Joe Torre? Yeah. There's this personal uh, beef that goes back many, many years to when Joe Torre was managing the Yankees, and Angel Hernandez believes there's a personal vendetta by Joe Torre. Now, you know I'm a casual baseball fan, but even I know Angel Hernandez sucks, right? Isn't he? Does he not have the reputation of being a very poor umpire? Yes, usually when he he's doing a game, there's going to be a disagreement, and it's going to involve Angel Hernandez. He's going to be at the center of it. I kind of miss this. I'm I'm a romantic Eddie. I I miss the days of umpires like Angel Hernandez. One of my favorite memories as a, as a baseball we fan. We sucked at a time that you there can't suck. There it is. Was the the late great Eric Gregg? <laughs> yes. When Eric Gregg, the uh, the rotund umpire in a National League Championship Series. <laughs> game against the Marlins had the most amazing, magnificent strike zone ever. Uh, it was just the most uh, – uh, it was beautiful. The, if uh, the catcher caught it, that was a strike. Yeah, It was the opposite of that iconic scene in the movie, uh, what was it, The Naked Gun, That's right? right. <laughs> Leslie yeah. Nielsen where you know everything was a ball and, and this was – or everything was a, was a ball. This was Everything was a strike. Uh, Levon Hernandez could have struck out uh, all all 27 batters. Could have, it could have been – everyone could have been a strikeout. Uh, that particular day. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So the grand conspiracy, let's go back to Yankee Stadium and Ron Darling calling the game for TBS, revealing that 
Luis Severino, the Yankee starting pitcher, did not did not go to the bullpen to warm up until 10 minutes before the scheduled first pitch against the Red Sox. Now, standard baseball protocol for a starting pitcher is to meander out in the bullpen, uh, out towards the bullpen, and do a little stretching, a little uh, sprint exercise, long toss in the outfield. And there's no set hard and fast time how long a pitcher is going to warm up. But in baseball parlance, it's generally 20 or 25 minutes or so is the amount of time most pitchers on average warm up. Luis Severino didn't show up till 10 minutes before the first pitch. This led to speculation. Some of the New York media, from what I we're being told here, speculating that Severino wasn't even in the ballpark when he was supposed to be in the ballpark. I find that hard to believe. Uh, but he did not show up until late. The Yankees are circling the wagons. Aaron Boone said he had no issue with Severino's warm-up time. The Yankee pitching coach also backed up, stood by his pitcher there, said there's nothing, essentially there's nothing to see. I'm paraphrasing some of this. Uh, But they were all circling the wagons about Severino, and I love when Severino was asked after the game about why he showed up 10 minutes late and said on the broadcast, uh, Ron Darling made a big deal about this. Severino then said, who is he? He said when asked about Ron Darling's comments, uh, he said he is not the pitching coach. He's not here all the time. Whatever he said, this is from Severino, he's not always in our bullpen. How does he know when I came out? I came out for the game like I usually do. And again, the Yankee personnel is all backing this up. Larry Rothschild, the longtime pitching coach, he was right there. He said, you know, usually uh, Severino. They they claim he, he warms up in the bowels of Yankee Stadium and then goes out to the bullpen, which is a plausible, plausible explanation Here's where it gets a little murky. A former Yankee, a former Yankee catcher, John Flaherty, who's part of the state-run Yankee broadcast team on the post-game show for the Yankees, uh, he indicated and certainly intimated that that, this is not normal. Uh, He said there is no way, this is a quote from John Flaherty, on the Yankee broadcast, he said there's no way that you can go on a big league bullpen mound eight minutes before the scheduled first pitch and expect to be ready, uh, he indicated. But again, the, the Yankees are all circling the wagons. Now, part of the conspiracy, th- there's two parts to it. Uh, one is that Severino showed up late or he wasn't aware what time the game was. That's, a, that's the other angle to it. Uh, and then there's also the, the layer of why Severino was left in the game. Now, this is where you really have to go deep state. Severino came out. He was not good the first three innings. And he then came back out in the fourth inning and Aaron Boone left him out there to get shelled by the Red Sox. So some are wondering if this was some kind of message. I, I don't. I, I can't believe. It. I cannot believe. Although I really want to believe that Aaron Boone chose to sacrifice a playoff game, which now puts the Yankees on the brink of elimination. But the conspiracy theory part of it is that they, one of the reasons they left Severino out there is as punishment because he was not prepared for this particular start. They tossed him back out there in the fourth inning, and the the, the uh, Red Sox kept scoring run after run after run after run after run after. It was a conga line around the bases. The game was over after that. It was over after the fourth inning. I mean, the Yankees had this, this supposedly amazing bullpen and all that. Useless. Right. So Ben Maller's show on didn't, Fox. Didn't Ron Darden say some things over the weekend that – 
something that bothers some people? Uh, well, yeah. Well, Ron Darling's a Mets broadcaster, so the Yankee people don't like him because he's an enemy. He's <laughs> an enemy of the state. Let's go to New York and we say hello to Real Talk. Boom, 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 boom. Hey, it's Real Talk in the house. Do some Real Talk for that. There he is. Look at that. The Real Talk ready to go. Yes. Sir, man, oh man, real talk, subject it to the second hour, oh man, what happened, I used to be your golden boy, now you got me on the Oh, second. see, now you're getting, now you're being like, you're doing a weed man, we call that the weed man, when you complain, no, no, you know you're that. the no, weed dude, man. Weed man needs to keep his ass off the show, he's just trying to get breath, best coast to coast caller, thirsty as hell, you know what I'm saying, that's a real talk idea, by the way, patent pending, patent pending, but yeah. Ben, listen, yeah. Man, what 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 are we gonna do about Tammy in Montana? What what are we gonna do about this chick, man? What do you want me to do about her, man? Well, I, listen, I, I enjoy Tammy's work. I know you. Hey, where are the white women you, at? You and her have a beef here. Uh, if you would like to do the challenge line, we can do that. I'm, I'm open well, to dude, that. I, I, I already, she been she been begging me for like a year to put her in the verbal octagon. The minute I put her in the verbal octagon, she got her ass thrown out because she was cursing because she can't watch her mouth. Yeah. So I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do, Ben. I'm gonna do Tammy a favor. You know what I'm saying? Because this I just don't like people who front all day. She want to front all day like she's some sexy-ass hot chick. Cool, cool. That's what she wants to believe. She wants to all think that. I'm cool. This is what I'm going to do, Ben. I'm going to throw the challenge flag out. I'm going to put my call of the year on the table. Right there. Yeah. Right there. All right. But this is what Tammy's got to do. All Tammy's got to do is post. Like in the next 48 hours, she needs to post like a video of herself. It could be like 30 to 45 seconds. Just saying what's up. This is Tammy. This is a Real Talk Challenge. This is what I look like. What up? If Tammy's more than a four, well, wait, 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 wait. Boom. Well, we don't. Can have well, my call well, well, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. But you, you're the same as her. We don't know what you look like. Yeah, but I'm not running my mouth acting like I'm some hot chick. She's running her mouth like, dude, she probably looks like Jonah Hill with a wig. Oh, that's not right. That's not right. How dare you? How dare you? She's doing the next 48 hours. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Wednesday show going to Thursday. If she can prove that she's more in the four, uh-huh. hey, you could be calling but, but, her for the but, rest but of the year. No, he shut your head for ten years. Uh, all right, all right. Are you done? I thank you, real talk. Uh, well, listen, you Ben Maller. There, thank you, Tammy. Yes, exactly. I think there's something going. Like, real talk really wants to know what she looks like. Yeah, right? I think so too. Like, he's yeah, really yeah. upset. <laughs> you know, Tammy. Part of the fun of radio is you don't have to show what you look like. I mean, it's part of the cool thing about it. if you choose to. A lot of people do. That's fine. I mean, I, I, I guess you know what I look like because I got my ugly mug on Twitter and stuff, but you don't have to. You can all be like Blind Scott and not know what anyone looks like, and that's fine. I mean, it's, it's whatever someone chooses to do. So. Uh, we were, we're going to get to oh – boy, I see some people on hold who are very upset. Oh, this is going to get extra spicy. <laughs> this is Get that dump button ready over there. Uh, we will get to Mallard of the third degree. Here's the instant trivia. Patrick Mahomes. He has 16 touchdowns, 14 passing, and two rushing this season. That is tied for third most through the first five team games of a season in NFL history. Only Peyton Manning and blank had more. Again, Patrick Mahomes has got 16 touchdowns, 14 passing, two rushing so far this season. Tied for the third most through the first five team games of a season in NFL history, only Peyton Manning and Blank had more. That's the Insta Trivia. The answer next. 
We do things a little differently than those dime a dozen sports shows, but we can't do it alone. We need your help in spreading the gospel about our unique brand of talk radio. Use your voice on social media to show public support for the Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. It's the trivia time. And then Mallard of the third degree. Patrick Mahomes, 16 touchdowns. He's got 14 passing, two rushing so far this year. Tied for the third most through the first five team games in a season in NFL history. Only Peyton Manning in blank had more. Lamont is going with Jimmy Clausen as his answer. Uncle Rico from Ernie in Michigan. Ed from Spokane says, I hate to say it, but Deshaun Watson. Not a friend of the show. Don't worry, Ed. It's not Deshaun Watson. No need to worry. Chris Everett from uh, Dolphin Mike. That's his guess. Uh, who else do we have? The Magic Man from Greg, the greatest realtor in Baltimore. Who else? Page down, page down. Let's see. Can't do. Can't go with that one. Uh, Mr. Wonderful taking pot shots at Tammy Montana. It's a bad job by you, Mr. Wonderful. Uh, who else do we have here? Let's see. We've got Steve Young from Matt. In SoCal and Reseda, John David Booty from the Looney Franco account. Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? Yes, Ben. I believe it's Bubby Brister. Uh, no, it's not. No, it's actually a quarterback we mentioned earlier, Dante Culpepper, who had an amazing year with the Minnesota Vikings in 2004. Culpepper had 19 touchdowns in the first five games for the Vikings. Peyton Manning had 21, and Patrick Mahomes with 16. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And over to Koopa Loop we go. Now, Ben, I know that you said that the Chiefs' win on Sunday was more about Blake Bortles than it was the Chiefs. Yeah, great Maller monologue on that. Yes, but after the game, Jag safety Tayshawn Gibson says that he thinks that the Chiefs will be the number one seed in the AFC. Do you agree with him? Uh, no, that's called jumping the gun, right? The Chiefs are off to a wonderful start. We've seen them get off to wonderful starts before. I'm not all in on Kansas City yet. That was a great step to beat Jacksonville, but a couple reasons why. A, Patrick Mahomes, he's been an overnight success, and, and when you're an overnight success, you can be going back. You can go back to being a bum is what you can do. So I, we have to see when teams figure out his shortcomings if he's still dominating. Remember how good Deshaun Watson was before he called us a clown with the Texans, and he's not as good. He's he's put up some garbage-time stat-stuffing in Houston in, in a few games to enhance his numbers, but he's not nearly as good as he was last year. So let's see as the season goes on. And B, the Chiefs still have to play the Patriots. They still have to play the Rams and an improved Bengals team, among others. So the biggest reason to be pessimistic about Kansas City is obviously their defense. And that game on Sunday that was a gift by Blake Bortles, I'm still not sold. Next! Well, now I'm glad that you actually watched the UFC fights over the weekend, Ben. I did. I just watched the main event, not the the other fights. Well, well, all right. That's that's all you need to have watched. Uh, Now you can weigh weigh in on these comments from Mike Tyson. He tweeted out that he thought the melee after the fight was crazier than his own post-fight riot. Do you agree? No, I'm going to push back on that. Mike Tyson was not only a boxer, he was part cannibal. Okay, nothing I saw at the end of that UFC fight can compare to Mike Tyson, who was disqualified for biting another human being's fleshy ear off the the, the Evander Holyfield's body. Uh, There was a lot of histrionics with the the, the two boxers there, Khabib and, and McGregor, but nothing like Mike Tyson, right? Nothing like that. And these guys, the same thing, these guys had a meltdown and all that. That was a circus 
but there was actual blood from Tyson biting the ear. I'm not talking about in the ring fighting. I'm talking about you wanted a snack. Next. All right, now trade talks between the Miami Heat and the Timberwolves have fallen apart yet again because the Heat say that the Wolves' asking price for Butler is too high, for Jimmy Butler, that is. Now, the Wolves reportedly wanted a package that included Josh Richardson, Goran Dragic, a first-round pick, and for the Heat to take on Gorgie Dang's contract. Ben, would you have done it if you were the Heat? I have limited time here, but absolutely. Jimmy Butler's a top player. You're getting the better player in the trade. Usually you win the trade when that happens. So, yes, you make the trade if you're the Heat. How'd we do? You pass. I won the game. That's a winner. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. A win and a complaint. That's Astro Baseball is what it is. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast. Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Very straightforward. The American League Divisional Series between Houston and Cleveland. One team had a great record. The other team... Uh, was a beneficiary of being in the right place at the right time, being in the American League Central. And the Astros disposed of the Indians in quick order there, wrapping up the American League Divisional Series in three games. Houston sweeping away the Chief Wahoos. The Indians outscored 21-6. to Houston outscored Cleveland in a very brief series. So now the Astros will await the winner of the Red Sox-Yankees series. The Yankees on the brink of elimination. The Red Sox have to win one more game, and then they will advance to take on Houston in the American League Championship Series. So what could possibly be a problem here? There's nothing to complain about. Any sensible, any reasonable person that is associated with the Astros would not be able to complain about anything, right? Yeah. There's always that grouch, and that's why we're here. Why are we doing 24-hour sports talk radio? Well, the reason we're doing 24-hour sports talk radio is you're never that far away from from the grouch, from the complaint, and we have that. Uh, we have that. Now, what, what am I talking about? Get, get to the point, please. Uh, that would be Alex Bregman. Yeah, that guy. Uh, the Astros. He's not happy. What's he Never com- heard of him. Well, because he plays for the Astros. That's part of the reason he's uh, fatigued, right? He's a little disoriented because of this. He's very upset. Uh, Bregman's unhappy with the treatment that the Astros are receiving. Now, what is this egregious treatment? Uh, Well, Bregman not pleased with the schedule that had the Astros, the team that won the World Series, although they did not outscore the Dodgers in the 2017 World Series, played three matinee playoff games in the divisional series. That's right. Alex Bregman is unhappy because the Astros had to play day baseball. And this clearly was offensive to him. Uh, let's go to, you know, just to prove that I'm not making this up. Now, the the audio, here is Bregman on the state-run MLB network. Bregman explaining his uh, complaints. And listen to the two names. He mentioned a couple of names here. This is the clip I think it is. He mentioned a couple of names of other athletes. Listen closely here. This is outstanding. Does Tiger Woods tee off at 8 a.m. when he's going to win a master? Does Floyd Mayweather uh, 
fight the first fight of the night. No, he's the main event, right? Yeah. So the Strohs need to be playing primetime television, 7 p.m. So we're looking forward to playing primetime television, ALCS. Alright, <laughs> the Strohs. Yes, this is just what we need. We need the Strohs to be playing <laughs> playing primetime primetime baseball, right? I mean, it's very, very important that this happen. Oh my God. Yeah. There he is, belly aching uh post game. So let's discuss. Does Alex Bregman have a legitimate gripe? Oh, come on. Of course not. Do you even have yeah, exactly. There's no, there's no legitimate gripe here. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I'm glad he said it, right? I, I, it's wonderful, right? You know, it's the, 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 the grueling postseason schedule and all that. Oh my God, that's not right. It's us against the world. They don't believe in us. See, we won the World Series. Blah 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 blah. But no, he's got, he's got no leg to stand on here. My viewpoint on this: you've got tomato cans. You also have, in addition to that, you have the mismatch, the lightweights. And, and just some ridiculousness mixed on top. Now, first of all, I'll walk you through this. First of all, the Astros, as I mentioned, they won the World Series, right? Yeah, congratulations. They, you know, one of the worst championship teams I can remember, right? They damaged the World Series trophy. What an embarrassment. Uh, the general manager of the team, this is how you defend a World Series, right? The general manager of the team announces a zero-tolerance policy on domestic violence while acquiring a player suspended for domestic violence from the Blue Jays. That's Astro baseball. But the biggest problem the Astros have is they're a regional team. Right? They're a regional team. They're not a glamour team. Even though they were in the World Series, they're not. And this matchup with the Cleveland Indians was a, a, a huge mismatch. It was not aesthetically pleasing baseball. You don't have to be a television executive at Fox or TBS to know when the schedule comes out and you see Astros Indians, that's not attractive to a national audience. The same goes for the Milwaukee Brewers and the Colorado Rockies. And they played a lot of day baseball in that series also. TV is trying to keep who? The advertisers happy. They're the ones that ultimately pay for all of this. Same with our show, right? As long as the advertisers are happy, that's the key. It's the trickle-down effect. We get to act like goofballs and do radio because advertisers pay the bills and keep the lights on and all that. And in baseball, the same thing, right? And they make a lot of money from ticket sales and merchandise sales and all that. But ultimately, it's television. These are these are television performers, the baseball players, and TV is trying to keep the advertisers happy. So if you're a television executive and you have a choice, American League game you have to put in prime time. Are you going to put an Indians-Astros game or a Yankee-Red Sox game in prime time? All right. If you are the executive that says, hey, we are going to put the Yankee Red Sox game during the day, and we're going to make sure this Indian Astro game is in prime time. You're a, you're brain dead, and you're going to lose your job. Is what's going to happen. So that's, it's common sense. And secondly, if Alex Bregman, and I know he's doing a little tongue in cheek here, but if Alex Bregman wants to to play more night games in the playoffs, I have a solution. My theory. I, this is a bulletproof suggestion. Guaranteed to work for Alex Bregman. You know what Alex Bregman, and I'm no shtick here, no shtickala. You know what Alex Bregman needs to do if he wants to play more primetime baseball games in the playoffs? 
You go into the GM's office. You demand a trade to the Red Sox, Yankees, or Dodgers because those are teams that play more high-profile primetime games. Those are the teams that have a reach across the United States. Even the Dodgers had to play a day game in Atlanta, although it was a late afternoon game in Georgia. But those are the teams that get a national following. They get the primetime TV. It was also amusing. I know he was trying to scramble and come up with a couple of names, but when I think of Astro Baseball, do I think of Tiger Woods? Uh, well, Tiger Woods hasn't won a major since 2008. Uh, Floyd Mayweather. Well, maybe Floyd Mayweather, right? Domestic violence. The Astros are in bed with domestic violence. So there's something there with Astros Baseball. Why not? Right? Mayweather, hasn't, he hasn't won a real fight since 2015. The Conor McGregor fight was a sham. That was a sideshow. Uh, last point here. Uh, someone from Houston sent me, uh, I got an email, I, the, the guy, uh, what was his name? The guy from earlier, uh, from well, Ron from Wisconsin. I got a guy from Houston, I forget your name, didn't write it down, bad job by me, uh, but he wanted me to do a whole you know, tribute to, you know, like a retrospective on the Astros beating the Indians, and I thought, well, this guy's a dope, He's, I, I think he was just doing it to hit my buttons, uh, didn't work. Was I impressed with the Astros beating the Indians? No. Right? Not at all. Just like I wasn't impressed with Floyd Mayweather beating Conor McGregor. It was the same setup, right? This was a gigantic mismatch. Houston was an overwhelming favorite. You don't get cake and balloons for doing your job. Do your job. The, that was only a negative. That could have only been a negative for the Astros. If they had stumbled, you know, they, they would have been killed for it. Uh, and the, the only hope the Indians had was Corey Kluber and Carlos Carrasco coming out and shutting out the Astros, that didn't happen. But everyone knew. The, the, the Cleveland Indians were a product of location, location, location. The Indians were 49-27 and 27 against the Twins, Tigers, White Sox, and Royals. They were 20... Uh, they, were, they were playing 644 baseball. Garbage. 22 games above 500. Against the rest of baseball, they were two games under 500. So against everyone outside of the Twins, Tigers, White Sox, and Royals, who weren't even trying to win plausibly this year, the Indians had a losing record. So they made the playoffs because they happened to be in the right division. But let's not get carried away like this is somehow a a, a good team and, and we should praise the Astros for beating the Cleveland Indians. They should have scored more runs. They should have outscored them by more runs in this series is what they should have done. And the, the Indian lineup with Francisco Lindor and Edwin Encarnacion and Jose Ramirez batted 144 in the series. And so the Indians, going back to last year, have now lost six playoff games in a row, and they have continued the drought 71 years now of futility for Cleveland Indians baseball, and that was also the end of something that we will never see again. We'll bring in Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie... Judas Garcia. Chris in Houston in three, two, one. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. But what ended in that game, Eddie? What ended in that game? What ended in that game? Uh, there was something that was in that game that will not be seen again, at least oh, under the current politically yes. correct leadership the, of Major the League Baseball. Of, uh, the end of Chief Wahoo, yes. the Indian logo for the Indi- for the uh, Cleveland. Yes, yeah. uh, the uh, this is a uh, major win for the indigenous people. Uh, Chief, Chief Wahoo, that'll make everything better, Eddie, in the world, that Chief Wahoo is coming off the uniforms. Life will get better. Everything is going to improve now.
because a logo wow. is off a uniform. Wow. That, that will sounds solve good then. Yes. Clearly. Everyone will have more money. Everyone will be more successful. All because Chief Wahoo is coming off the uniform. But you can still buy the merchandise, you said, right? Well, they have to sell some. As I understand it, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I was told, uh, Roberto, that they have to sell a certain number uh, they, they, to keep the copyright. Otherwise, they'll lose the copyright. I believe so. I've heard that it is their top-selling yes, merchandise. that with, is correct. With the Chief Wahoo logo on yes. it. Yeah. Yes. So they're this, not going to get rid of this, that. This would be like Apple saying, we're no longer going to sell the iPhone <laughs> because people are offended by the iPhone. So we're not going to do it, uh, and and so, but that's essentially what they're doing. That the, the one thing, the one piece of Indians merchandise that people actually buy, they've decided they're not going to sell, or at least not put on, on the uniform. Yeah, they're so. not going to have it uh, displayed on the game uniforms while they're playing. Uh, yeah, it was on. They had a patch on the shoulder, and they had the hat. Yeah, they had already kind of phased the hat out, I think. Uh, they still, they thought they still wore it every once in a while, but they, uh, yeah, that that's gone. Ixnay on the hat say for the Indians and the logo. And then remember, they like they like shrank it. Remember, it was bigger, and then they made it yeah. a little bit smaller. And is well, this the we, boiling frog uh, thing here? Yeah, in, in a little bit. And yeah. remember, when we were kids; it was massive. The Indian, the Chief Wahoo logo was huge. It's the biggest logo you could possibly find, and it's going, it's going smaller and smaller. And uh, this will be good when Rob Manford, the commissioner, goes around to those cocktail parties on you know Long Island, uh, and in in uh, you know different social circles there. He can say, "Look what I did! I uh, gave the Indians the All Star game next year, and I got them to take the logo off. So the world's a better place." So there you go. That's true. It's wonderful. Clearly, yes, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely uh, correct on that. All right, now they got next thing. See, that's not enough though. They're gonna they're gonna demand they change the name of the team. That's that's still going to be a thing. They can't be called the Cleveland Indians. They have to get rid of that name, and that'll the, the boomerang will come back around. You get that. You'll also get well the the Redskins. That's still a thing, and well, you had all the teams in action: the Braves, Indians, and Redskins. Chiefs. Did the Blackhawks play? Did they play on on Monday? I don't know. You can see the the hockey schedule. So, what what other logos can we get? What's the next thing? We got rid of Chief Wahoo. What's next here? Well, the Redskins, I guess. That Dan Snyder's not going to. Padres. Kowtow. Well, the Padres are offensive, too. It's offensive to me. I'm a Catholic. I, I'm, ha- I'm offensive. half offended by it. Well, if you're an atheist, the Saints are offensive, <laughs> right? I mean, come on. Let's be real here. I mean, what are you trying to. Angels? Uh, what if you're a devil, right? Come on. That's, that's offensive. Again, everything is offensive. Everything's offensive. There's always a group. And the great thing about social media is these people now have a voice. People offended about everything have a voice to complain about this is offensive and that's offensive. Speaking of being offended, let's go to Chris in Houston. He's standing by ready to rebut my award-winning Maller monologue. They do call me Marconi Maller. Hello. No, they don't. Yes, they do. I I won a Marconi Award this year, Eddie. Really? Yes. Bring that in. Let me check it out. No, the W-E-E-I in Boston won. I'm not making this up. They won the Marconi Award. You just said you won it. Well, I was on the air the last year. Well, I'm part of that, so I win a a percentage of the Marconi Award. That's a weasel. Marconi Maller. Book it. Yes, Chris. How can I help you? Yes, the man, the myth, the semi-legend. Chris in Houston is here. The champs are here, and we're moving on, waiting on them Boston Red Sox to finally get past the Yankees. Or the Yankees are going to get in the next game and push it to game five. Might be another rematch of the Yankees-Astros. Yeah, no, the, You should hope that the Yankees win because you're not beating the Red Sox. You, you better pray why? that the Yankees why win. Because be, the Red Sox are be better than the Boston? Astros. The Red Sox are better. You know this, why? and I know this. How? 
They're going what to happened win. In September? What happened last time in September? Listen, huh? listen very clear. I know you like to live in the past, and you're you're the guy. You're the guy, You're the guy in the freeway looking in the rearview mirror the whole time. Remember last year? What about last year? What about? I don't care. I They're not last playing year. last year. The Red Sox are September. a much better team right now than they were last year. And Chris Sale, uh, to my knowledge, does not suffer from astroitis the way he suffers from Yankeeitis. So he'll he actually be, he'll actually be effective. In this uh, playoff year. series. Again, you're going back to last year. I don't care about He's last year. Out, I don't dude. care about 10 He's years ago. I don't care about 20 years ago. I don't care about 50 years ago. It doesn't matter. I'm talking about what's going to happen, not what has happened. Relax. You know, I, I want I want to see a Dodger-Astro rematch. So Nobody wants to again. see that. So the you, Dodgers you will stomp on the Astros. Stop. Please. And you know what? We're not going to shut your mouth because you're going to find another reason to try to make it seem like you, you're the best. You're better. And that's what you do all the time, Ben. You know what it is. The Astros are the champs. And you know what? That little real bitch in New York, how about you raise your hand when you talk to a grown man? And you leave the ladies alone. Stop trying to run ladies away. What's wrong with you? That's why. Go play with the blow-up dog. Wow. Get out of here. I'm telling you, Ben. Look, begging for call of the year. And what grown man calls a radio show to do a, a, a karaoke with another grown man? That is some stuff. And I'm not going to say it I'm not going to offend Alexis. Wow. I mean, yeah, Chris, that was some of the great radio we had. We had Eddie uh, duet there with Real Talk. It was it was marvelous radio. Well, look, we still have some look, of it. Man, one, time, one time is fun. But keeping calling in and trying to do it again, that's, that's chick stuff, man. You see wow. chicks want to go to wow. karaoke. What guy says, let's go to karaoke? Well, what, sometimes guys you tell go your out. Buddies, let's go to karaoke. Well, no, I wasn't a big karaoke guy, but if you're a single guy, uh, women like karaoke. If you want to meet the ladies, you might go out there to. Uh, I do that. Yeah, meet a lady. Well, yeah, why not? Yeah, you you do that with women, not with a guy. You don't beg a guy to do karaoke with. Well, you. you might bring your come wing. On, you might on, bring dude. your wingman with you just to go out to so you have someone. No. no, no, no. You don't. You don't believe in the wingman theory. You're not a wingman guy. No. No, not not for not for some karaoke. Are you serious? Well, no, no you just want to. You don't want to be there by yourself, so you bring somebody with you. So I wouldn't even be in a karaoke place if my life depended on it. Uh, so you have, you have so much testosterone, here, Chris. You have so much testosterone, Chris. Look at you. I leave that. I leave that to the fingers. I leave that to the fingers. But uh, one final for Cleveland. Hey, like uh, Steve Kerr said, getting kicked out of the game tonight. Bye. <laughs> yeah. And I'm out. All right, there you go. Yeah, Steve Kerr got kicked out of an exhibition game. Doesn't the NBA season start like uh, soon? Like real quick, the NBA season is going to begin here. The regular October seventeenth. There's less than ten days to go until the start of the regular season in the NBA. I can't wait to see wow. those Clippers. <laughs> Man, better record than your Lakers right now. I wouldn't <laughs> talk there, buddy. Would not talk. New, no, new, no, new, no, new, no, new. No. All right, we'll take some more calls. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Got some legends lined up. Some more rebuttals. To that fiery call earlier from Real Talk. Hopefully, everyone Roll will keep up, Rocky everyone will keep their mouth clean. We'll also have Mallers Mountain of Money later. And uh, where's the beef? Where's the beef? We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. Research has shown you get even more out of the Ben Maller Show when you follow along on Twitter. It's the playground for our P ones. Message the voices in the night and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our technical producer. He plays all of the music and most of the funny sound bites on the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Roberto. His last name is Flores. And you can follow him at Raider underscore Rob 24. Yeah, lots of Mexicans wearing Raider jerseys. <laughs> and now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller.
Where's the beef? We'll get to that coming up in a moment. We have a lot of people that have beefs on this show. Can't we all get along? I don't understand. I don't get it. Everyone's so angry with everyone. Why are they so angry? I don't understand. Now, let's go to the phones. Tammy in Montana is next on Fox Sports Radio. And where are the white women at? Montana. Big Ben Mallard. Oh, thank you. Very kind. Hello, Tammy. Hey, Ben. First off, I I want you to know that I was already on hold when uh, Real Bitch opened up his mouth. So what I wanted to call in about was to tell you that Cheetos can be justified. How how can they be justified? There there is nothing (laughs) in Cheetos that a human being should put in their body, but they're delicious. I love them. Ben, okay, in one ounce of Cheetos, there are two grams of protein. There is 2% of the recommended daily allowance of iron, and they are made with whey protein, which is a fantastic protein, and cheese. It's justified, okay? Well, if you say now, so, you're, you are my health advisor, so if you say so, Tammy, that's all that You matters. can have a small amount, okay? <laughs> like the entire bag, that's a small amount, right? The entire bag is a very small amount. And it's okay. If it is a one ounce size bag, you can have that. <laughs> no, please. If you're going to go with Cheetos, you got to go all the way in. Is what you got. to yeah. Now let me I, I let me refresh, or I should say, educate real talk. All right. Bragging bragging is what he does about his participation caller of the year awards. I actually was voted on my two caller of the years by the militia. That's bragging. Right is what Mr. P.O.S. Wonderful does about his wealthy family in Ohio. I don't brag about anything about my sports and only when they're doing well. Um, Let me refresh real bitches, Urkel's memory. He did not put my name in his pathetic impromptu octagon. Ben, you put me on when I called in. Yes. And how many times does real bitch get dropped for his word choices? In fact, I remember when I did the verbal octagon with Jeannie that the rules before Real Bitch were <laughs> you get dropped, you lose. So That's, he hasn't yeah. even legitimately won any of those. Now, lastly, sorry, Ben. Yes. As for his idiotic challenge, I don't do anything a man tells me to do unless I like them. I don't <laughs> like the real Urkel. And his color of the year Awards were given to him, not voted on, so they don't mean anything. And this is how stupid he is. He yes. would have lost this challenge because the way he worded it, post you, a woman dancing, so I know it's you. I could have picked up a chick on any corner and posted her dancing for 30 seconds, and it doesn't prove it's me. Point. So he needs to yeah. shut up his hole because uh. he's all right. All right. Thank you, Tammy. We Thanks, love you. Ben. All right. Be good. There she goes. Our friend Tammy in Montana. Fired up as she normally is. Kept it clean and very professional. Yes. <laughs> we didn't have to dump her once. Phylexis in Rochester, the eight-toed drag queen. Hello, Phylexis. For last week's bump of the old bitch. What's that, Phylexis? I thought I was the real bitch. I'm getting jealous. I don't know. What the hell's going on? <laughs> I- Yes. How can you know I... what this? Oh, Ben. Yes, what? Where's your beef? Not real talks pants. 
All right. That's not... <laughs> Put that in your cocoa and drink it. All right, please. It's great getting porn, I'm telling you. Yeah, you're damn right. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yes. How can we help you, Felix? You've called up. We don't get to talk to you very often. We always love when you call up. You're our favorite drag queen. You're well, the only. I'm still in rehab. Okay, still in rehab. You were supposed to be there for about two months. You've been there for about seven years, but that's all right. We're fine with that. That's nothing wrong with that, right? Hey, I'm having fun, you know, taking pain pills and yeah, waking up at three o'clock in the morning, talking on late time talk shows. And now, do you have any advice to to Blind Scott? Because Blind Scott went to rehab. And he was in rehab for about three days. And then he, he came back, and, and he's, yeah, that's it. Three days, he's back. So. Drink natural ice. It's cheaper. All right. Very nice advice there. <laughs> yes. And don't smoke the funny stuff. No, no. What? It'll, well, it'll make you paranoid. Oh, okay. Are you saying, but I'm not talking about the bill. You think Coop's paranoid over there? You think he's paranoid? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I got to tell Scoop. Coop, I mean, Coop. That's Coop, like yeah. That's yeah, Coop. Uh, yeah. I got to call him back, yeah. Uh, uh, I'll put you on hold if you want. You want to go on hold? Yeah. No, no, no. I want to talk to you, honey. All right. Well, you're on the air. What do you have? Uh, well, uh, first of all, uh, what's his name? Chris and Real Talk. All right. Real crap. Need to go back to school and learn how to be a gentleman. Because right. us ladies don't take that crap. Yeah, you're not happy as a lady. You're offended by that. that. I understand. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Completely. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Uh, I would rather not smoke it, but thank you for... So take uh, that in your pooper <laughs> and pop it. <laughs> yeah. Something else there altogether, yeah. yeah. But, oh, boy, NFL's been boring. All right. Well, then don't talk about the NFL. If it's boring, don't talk about it. It's too early for hockey, and I'm already bored with baseball. So is there any other sport we can talk about, like cricket? Yes, let's break down cricket. Your favorite <laughs> cricket team is what? Yeah, I, I got to go. Listen, thank you, Felix. Call anytime. It's uh, wonderful. Man, all right. Uh, this portion of the show, well, not that portion, but every other portion, brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you. You treat you, right? Discover Card. We love Discover Card. Uh, it is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We need contestants. Maller's Mountain of Money. If you'd like to play, listen to me. All right, listen to me. Call right now. Mallers Mountain of Money. We need contestants. 877-99 on Fox. We'll get to that here momentarily. Right now, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, Eddie Garcia with the latest. Eddie. And let's give you some postseason baseball. We will start with the Red Sox route of the Yankees, 16-1 in New York. Brock Holt hits for the cycle for Boston. He's the first player ever to do that in postseason history. The Red Sox now have a 2-1 series lead in the best of five. The other two series that were played closed out, including the Dodgers in Atlanta. Line drive headed toward the left field corner. Well hit. It is on its way, and it's gone. Manny Machado and his signature moment as a Los Angeles Dodger. A three-run home run. AM570 LA Sports and the Dodgers Radio Network. Manny Machado with a three-run homer. He drove in four in the game. Dodgers beat the Braves 6-2 to win that series. Three games to one in advance to face Milwaukee in the National League Championship Series. And the Astros close out the Indians 11-3. Marwin Gonzalez and Carlos Correa each drove in three as Houston sweeps that series from Cleveland. Three games to nothing to advance to the American League Championship Series. NFL Monday Night Football. The Saints beat the Redskins 43-19. New Orleans now 4-1 on the year. Washington drops to 2-2. Big story 
though, from the game was New Orleans future Hall of Fame quarterback Drew Brees passed for 363 yards, three touchdowns, and the process passed both Brett Favre and Peyton Manning to become the all-time leader in passing yards in NFL history. The support brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, did you see the Phoenix Suns fired their general manager, Ryan McDonough, eight days before the start of the season? The Suns have now handed the task over to running the franchise to Vice President of Basketball Operations James Jones and Assistant GM Trevor Berkstein on an interim basis. Jones will manage the basketball operations and oversee the coaching players and staff, while Buckstein will be the primary contact for player transactions. Uh, McDonough was hired by the Suns in 2013. The team was 155 and 255 during his tenure. But Ben, what team fires their GM eight days before the start of the season? I guess, I guess the answer is the Phoenix Suns, but uh, the timing seems very odd with this. Could there be some uh, scandal, Eddie? Do you believe there's that, more that, to well, the story that, here? That would be a reasonable explanation. If not, I don't know how you have the entire offseason and then right before the start of the season decide, you know what, I think I'll change general managers. Yeah. When I was a little boy, there was a broadcaster that would say, now you know the rest of the story. Will we know the rest of the story? When will it come out? We'll Since out. it's the Phoenix Suns, it might never come may out. not. Never You're right. Come out, yeah. I mean, no one who really cares, you know. Exactly, I mean, nobody cares. I have relatives that live in Phoenix, and that used to be the hottest thing. That the Suns basketball, literally. No, it was it was ama- It was so everyone wanted to be at Suns games. It was like really important to be at Suns games. No one cares. Like they're so irrelevant. They're so just nothing. All right. So Ben Maller's show on Fox as we await Maller's Mountain Money Koopa Loop is screening the contestants. We'll say hello to a man who many people think is the caller of the year this year on the show. He's a former caller of the year. We go to Boston and the north end of Boston. We say hello to Blind Scott. Hello, right, Blind Scott. I'm actually sitting right by the Charlestown Bridge right now. My neighbors at Renata Hills High School, they don't like my yelling anymore. It's starting to scare them. I've been screaming for the last month. I'm celebrating 30 days today. We crushed the Yankees. They stink, man. Our backup player hit for the cycle. You know, it's amazing what the Red Sox can do. We're going to Houston to tear them apart. It's 50% Red Sox game in Yankee Stadium. Listen, I had a falling out today. I tore apart my men's group. I'm not part of that group anymore. I don't need them anymore. I ripped those guys apart. Somebody said a racial slur to Kramer, and I didn't like it. They said Kramer couldn't come to the meeting when he was white, you know. And I said, you guys are a bunch of losers that don't pay taxes, that are old men, that are bad to your wives, that, you know, you right-wing fools, you know, you guys are supposed to talk politics in AA, and I really let them have it. You know, nobody crosses blind Scott, but hey, here's the good news. I found a psychiatrist, and I'm going to be going to a psychiatry appointment on Wednesday at 2 p.m. My life is changing by the second. I'm making big moves. I'm the man around here. Blind Scott for President. Blind, blind Scott, King of America. Blind Scott, Kramer's owner. Kramer for, for assistant president. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, the Red Sox are take, going all the way to the World t- Series. Take a breath. We're going to crush them. We're yeah. going to beat Houston. We're going to beat the Dodgers. Dude, Major League Baseball sucks. None of these teams are really even that good. <laughs> I know women's softball teams that are better. My blind baseball team that I got kicked off and could beat these half of these teams. You know, I, I just can't take it. The Bruins crushed the Senators today. They were amazing. The Bruins are going all the way to the Stanley Cup. The Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl. You know, uh, Serena Williams is going to win another tennis title. You know, blind stuff for president. He's so good. He's the best caller. Uh, thank you. Yes. Boy. There he goes. That escalated quickly. Blind Scott, the machine, the machine. All right, if you want to sit down when I pee, you want to play Mallers amount of money. Give us a call eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. So where's the beef? Well, it depends on what happens Friday. The Milwaukee Brewers have won eleven consecutive games, and there's a twenty four hour uh, restaurant chain in the uh, Wisconsin, uh, southern Wisconsin area. 
uh, in Milwaukee that has a promotion. It's a it's actually a restaurant, a 24-hour restaurant chain, and they are offering, if the Brewers win 12 straight games, everybody gets a free uh, burger. Free burger? The Brewers win 12 straight games. So that the Brewers have won 11 straight games heading in to Friday's Game 1 of the National League Championship Series. So if the Brewers win Game 1, then for the first time since 1987, they've had this promotion all the way back to then, and it's only happened one time since 1987 they've had to hand out burgers. In 1987, the Brewers won 13 games in a row. They The, the chain of restaurants had to give out 170,000 hamburgers. And people were waiting in line for hours in the rain to get their free burger. And uh, I was told that the the restaurant chain there in Milwaukee, they are ordering, they're 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 letting their beef supplier know that they're going to need ton, literally tons of more beef if the Brewers win on Friday. But the good news is the Dodgers are not going to let that happen. Exactly, they will take Game One. So I'm sorry, there will be no free burger. No free burger because Clayton Kershaw, assuming the good Clayton shows up, uh, the the Dodgers will win game one. So there's nothing to worry about there. Uh, We are going to play Maller's Mountain of Money. Let's welcome in our contestants uh, real quick. Uh, Let's see. We'll just introduce them real quick. We have Eric in Portland, Maine. Hello, Eric. How you doing, Ben? Hey, you must have loved that New England sports caller because you're such a sellout and you love WEI and all that stuff. So that's good. Oh, you don't really want to play the game, Eric. You just I'd love to together. play the game, please. I'd love to play. I want to beat your ass. All right. Uh, hold on a sec, Eric. Uh, who else do we have playing? Let's see here. We have any, meeny, money. Jason and Otto, are you feeling better, Jason? I'm feeling much better, Ben. Thanks to a good sleep on my sleep number and garlic. All right. That sounds enough. Uh, we'll have you play the game. All right. So, Eric, you want to, who do you want to play with, Eric? You're going to lose. So, who do you want to partner Any, up with? Anybody but you. How about uh, Eddie Garcia? All right. right. You play with Eddie. He's terrible at the game. That's a loss for you. It's a bad job by you. Jason, who do you want to partner up with, Jason? Let's do it, Ben. All right. We'll win. That's the matchup. Mallers Mountain of Money in its entirety. We get to that next. You have to multitask to navigate through life, so make sure to like the Ben Maller Show in the cyber world. Join our Facebook radio family. It's the Maller Militia's springboard on the social network. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. You can submit jokes, questions for Ask Ben, and more. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Now, (laughs) Maller's Mountain of Money. Good Lord, that's a lot of money. Do you have what it takes to get to the top? Probably not. All right, we know the matchup. It is the team that's going to win. Ben and Jason in Ottawa. Eric, the annoying caller from Portland, Maine, who hates all the Boston teams, is teamed up with Eddie. That'll be the team that is going to lose. All right, we'll lock you guys in. The It is the John Lennon edition. Koopa Loop, is that correct here? That is correct. All it right. would have been his 78th birthday today. <laughs> okay. Very good. And so we have uh, categories. What are the categories here? Uh, We have the categories Imagine, Mind Games, Borrowed Time, and Jealous Guy. Uh, Eric, you were on the line first. What category would you like? I think I'll go with Borrowed Time, and me and Eddie are going to dominate. That is incorrect. All All right. right. And uh, Jason, what category would you like? Jealous Guys. All right. Eric and Eddie, you are up first. The category is borrowed time. I need the first and last name of the athlete. You have 45 seconds. These athletes probably should have retired by now. 45 seconds on the clock. 
Begin. Former Vikings running back now with the Redskins. He beat up his kid. Adrian Peterson. Former Cardinals uh, MVP now with the Angels Latino Slugger. Pujols. Albert Pujols. Uh, our favorite fat pitcher. Uh, yes, uh, current Seahawks wide receiver. He's bounced around Denver, Miami, the New York Giants. Had a lot of off-the-field issues. Uh, I forget. Okay, former Bulls <laughs> rebounder. His dad was a pro tennis player. He won titles at the University of Florida. Noah, Joaquin Noah. Yes, uh, former Duke player. He got drafted by the Bulls. He's bounced around. I think he's with the Timberwolves now. Oh, God. Jalen um, Rose. Now, a Latino relief pitcher. He's played for every team oh, in the league. Oh, not so good, are you, Eric? <laughs> that wasn't so, that you really suck. Wasn't so good. That, you're Those are a tough category. You right. suck at this game. All right. Eric, you missed Brandon Marshall. He's the Seahawks receiver. You missed Luol yeah. Dang. That's a hard one. And uh, Fernando yeah. Rodney is the, uh, the okay. last one. Let's keep going. Here we go, Jason. You there, Jason? I'm here. Let's do it. All right. All right, Jason, you pick Jealous Guy. These athletes all sit at second place in a record Much book. easier category Shut than up, we Eddie. had. 45 seconds on the clock. Begin. All right. He was the all-time leading passer until last night. When Correct. Uh, star for the Indiana Pacers in the 1990s. Reggie Miller. Correct. Uh, running back for the Bears known as Sweetness. Walter Payton. Correct. Oh, my God, it's easy. Hammering, hammering, all-time home run. That is correct. Uh, 1970s and 80s NBA center. Played for the 76ers. uh, Got a biblical first name, seven foot tall. Passed away. Uh, Will Chamberlain? No, biblical. Uh, Dr. K. Julius Irving? No, uh, moving on. Uh, 2005 NFL MVP for the Seahawks, a running back out of Alabama. Correct. Uh, Raiders defensive back in the 80s, nicknamed the Molester. Uh, Defensive back Uh, for the the Raiders. The uh, Luster Haynes. Yeah, bam! Good job. Woo! Moses, Moses Malone. That was so easy. That was an easy category. Uh, Eric, you you suck at this game. Don't you? You don't Those give are so it. So easy. Yeah, yeah. All you right. Know what? They were easy because it's great. It's when the host and the contestant. <laughs> oh, Eric, and, Ed, Eric and Eddie crap. are trailing one twenty to two eighty. So Eric, you need uh, either imagine or mind games. This is more fixed than a Patriots home game. I'll go with Imagine. Yeah, if you were good at it, it wouldn't be a problem, but you suck at uh-huh. it. That's the problem, okay? All right, Eric, imagine. These athletes can only imagine what it's like to be a champion. 45 seconds on the clock. Begin. Former Clippers point guard now with the Rockets. He did State Farm commercials. Uh, Paul. Yeah, first What's name. His first name. Um. <laughs> okay, former Chargers star running back. He finished his career with the Jets. He went to TCU. Tomlinson. All right, all-time assist leader in NBA history. Chris Paul, by the way. What? No. Okay, uh, all-time assist leader in NBA history with Carl Malone. John Johnson. Hall of Fame linebacker with the Chargers who committed suicide. Uh, Junior Seau. Former tight end with the Browns. He's been running the Ravens for many years. General manager of the Ravens. No, no, no. Before that, he was at Alabama. Forget it. Former Lakers star. Former Lakers star. He was the GM of the Clippers for many years. Oh. <laughs> and that's not going to cut it. <laughs> Final score 220 points. <laughs> Eric, you suck just like your calls. Welcome You're terrible. You're you, you, missed, you missed Ozzie Newsome. And, and uh, Elgin Baylor was that last one. Eric, you ne- you should never be allowed to call these shows again. You're so bad at these game shows, Eric. What, what, what do you have to say for yourself, Eric? Say, screw you, Ben. And hang up. No, he's got, he got nothing to say. He's, he's on. Are you, are you there, Eric? Ah, he oh. hung up. He's oh, a coward. Wow. The man's a coward, Eddie. 
Eric That's in Portland, Maine. You should have said, suck it, Ben, and hung Take, up. That's no, what no, I would have done. Well, the guy embarrassed himself. The guy talks a lot of trash. He's got a lot of bravado. Well, I don't, you would I don't admit mind that, that first category you guys had was very easy. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that was very difficult. It's extremely easy. Moses Malone. Uh, Lester Hayes hasn't played since the 80s. Imagine a, an athlete. All you have to do is say stick him and everyone knows Lester Hayes. Yeah, but imagine an athlete nicknamed the Molester. I know. That was his nickname. He was nicknamed the Molester. Well, he was a Raider. What do you expect? I know, but even like now, people would freak out. There'd be these, you know, these groups were protesting. Very insensitive. Yeah. Isn't Moses a biblical name? I always thought of yes, of course. That was not a terrible quote. Chamberlain is. Will Chamberlain. (laughs) Irving. (laughs) Will Chamberlain. Well, with the ladies, Will was a legend. He was very biblical in that department. But yeah, Fernando Rodney, a little tough. A little. Yeah. I won. Another win for me. I got a golden ticket. And Jade. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It isn't quite the story of champs to chumps, but it's headed that way. The Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl last year. They have a losing record this year. Life comes at you fast in the big city. Welcome in the beginning of... Of another hour, it's the Ben Mather Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. On your car insurance, just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. all you have to do. So uh, to say things are not going in the right direction, to say that's the correct would be like kind of like saying the Cleveland Indians played a competitive series against the Astros or the Atlanta Braves really had a chance to beat the Dodgers. I mean, things are rapidly declining in the Delaware Valley. Not only did the Eagles lose to the Vikings, they fall under 500. The core of the roster continues to be ravaged by injuries. The casualty count. Players in the infirmary keep going up, 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 and away. Now, the latest domino to fall, and I'm going to assume you heard about this, but maybe not, the Philadelphia Eagles placing running back Jay Ajaye on injured reserve. He's got a torn ACL. That is it. He is out for the year. Now, this is interesting because many were blindsided that claim to be in the know, those that pay close attention. People that cover the Eagles on a daily basis were blown away that the running back is going to be out for the year. Ajayi missed a few snaps because of a knee injury on Sunday against Minnesota, but he came back to the game, and now the working belief is that he played the second half with a torn ACL. The Eagle running back played the second half, and his ACL had snapped, and he still played. Which is wow. Uh, so all right, that he's going to rehab and he'll come back and play as a free agent at the end of the year. But the Eagles have a lot of work to do. It's week six. We're heading into week six of the NFL season. So what does Philadelphia do for now? On a short week, the Thursday night game, Philly and the Giants. The Eagles have Corey Clement and someone named Wendell Smallwood. Those are the running backs in Philadelphia. That's going to be the backfield, that combination. At least that's, if you believe, the brass in Philadelphia. You talk about a loaded backfield. That is that is solid. It's really good. Corey Clement and Wendell Smallwood 
in Philly. Now, we are told the Eagles restructured the contract of Fletcher Cox uh, last week before the latest injury to Jay Ajayi. So the Pro Bowl defensive tackle Fletcher Cox last week, he gets a new contract. I'm sure you're very concerned about that. Clears some salary cap space, a lot of salary cap space next year. So the obvious connecting of the dots when you're putting the puzzle pieces together would be, hey, uh, the, 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 the obvious thing is, okay, you, you need a running back. You now have space to get a running back. So Le'Veon Bell, bring him in, right? Well, not so fast. Adam Schefter tells us that the Eagles have not pursued a trade for Le'Veon Bell and have no plans to do so. Say what? No plans to do so. All right, so let's discuss. Plans change, right? You might plan on doing so. When you're a kid, you wanted to be a you know, firefighter, a astronaut, or whatever, but you know, you got an adult, you're an adult, you're not doing that stuff, most likely. All right, so should the Eagles make a move on Le'Veon Bell? You know what they're saying but is that actually what they're trying to do? I believe absolutely. I said this last week. We talked about Le'Veon Bell before the injury to the running back. So I said before this happened in a preemptive strike that Philadelphia should be in the Le'Veon Bell business. So, of course, I'm going to double and triple down on Philadelphia making this trade now. Now, my perspective on this latest wrinkle in the story, you've got the possum, the window, and Shady, right? The possum, the window, and Shady. Now, A, we'll tie it all together. A, uh, we're going to give the birds the benefit of the doubt here. Right? They say they, uh, they're telling Schefter, right? He gets this from the horse's mouth, that they've not pursued a trade. That doesn't mean that the Pittsburgh Steelers have not contacted them about a trade, right? So maybe they're not the aggressor, wink, wink, but they've been contacted and they have no plans to do so. That's weasel terminology, right? Because you can say, well, I have no plans to make this trade until you give us what we want, which is a, a, a lesser of a trade to me. You see what I'm saying? That this is the art of the deal. There's a negotiation going on, and if you're the Eagles, you do not want to reveal your hand. It's the art of the deal. They're simply playing possum. Right, that's, I'm going to give the Eagles the benefit of the doubt here that they're playing possum, simply making it appear publicly that they are not in the Le'Veon Bell business. But secretly, they would absolutely love to get Le'Veon Bell. Talked about it last week. He checks a lot of the boxes. Not all the boxes, but it's bringing in smelling salts to jumpstart this Eagles offense. And the most important part of Le'Veon Bell is he has shown a desire to play in Philly. He singled out the Eagles as a possibility last week when talking to some media people. So that's huge. Right? Le'Veon Bell's willing to play there because he can't go anywhere unless he, he, he controls where he plays. Pittsburgh cannot deal him unless he agrees to go to the team because no team's going to trade for him unless you end up getting some kind of contract agreement. Now, part B of this. The NFC East is hot garbage. Did you see the Washington Redskins? They look like a peewee football team trying to stop the Saints. It was such an embarrassing performance, such an emasculating performance by the Redskins defense. You thought it was staged. 
that that was all set up so Drew Brees could have this record-setting performance because he, he Drew Brees had three incomplete passes against a defense in Washington that was plausibly trying to stop him, that had been practicing with an extra day of practice to prepare to stop Drew Brees. It's ridiculous. And then you look around. The Dallas Cowboys have nothing at the quarterback position. They have a gutless coach who doesn't go for it on fourth and one and punts the football away to lose. The Giants, the Giants, finito are the Giants, right? Come on. It's all about that drama boss with the Giants. That's what they got going on. And so by default, the Eagles, who are a flawed football team, still have a golden opportunity to sneak into the postseason to win eight or nine games because of the division they're in. But the main reason to make this transaction is the window of opportunity, right? The window of opportunity. Philadelphia was very braggadocious. They were in a drunken haze after the Super Bowl, and they were like, hey, we're the anti-patriots. We got, we have fun. Remember when they were doing that whole shtick? We win and we have fun. Well, they're having fun, but they're not winning. And you can pretty much throw away the season if you're going to go with the quartet of Corey Clement, Wendell Smallwood, and others in the backfield. So before long, the window is going to slam shut. Now, you say, well, yeah, but last year Carson Wentz got hurt and Nick Foles played well. Why can't Wendell Smallwood lead the way? Well, he could. You going to bet on that happening? Back-to-back years, lightning strike, striking the bottle, back-to-back years. Le'Veon Bell is out there. You can get him. He's an elite talent. He wants to play for your team. All you have to do is give up some draft picks. They're replaceable. They're a renewable resource. Every year you get new draft picks. You can figure out the salary cap. If there's a will, there's a way. You can get him and work out a deal. It's a win-win. Now, again, I don't want this to happen because I don't have any skin in the Philadelphia Eagles camp. In fact, I hope the opposite happens. I hope they think that Wendell Smallwood's going to be the second coming because that if the Eagles go out and get Le'Veon Bell – that makes them more of a legit contender against the Rams in the NFC. Now, the, the parting shot, if the Eagles cannot work out a trade for Le'Veon Bell, which I believe they can, but let's say they can't. Let's say Pittsburgh will not budge, and they're being stubborn and say, we're not going to do anything here. Uh, we don't want to trade Le'Veon Bell. So you got to have a, a plan B. you got to have a fallback plan. This one's obvious. All right? The obvious fallback plan is, would be a shady lady, or in this case, a shady running back. Right? Buffalo, not a legit contender. I know it was impressive that Josh Allen passed for those 82 yards and no touchdowns. Very impressive. But the move here, right? you contact the Bills, you say, shady, come home. LaShawn McCoy, who's done a better job eluding uh, police and detectives than he has defenders this season. Former Eagle. Come back. He was collateral damage during the Chip Kelly era. And Shady McCoy could work as a stopgap for the rest of the year, plug him in, and Jay Ajaye is a free agent. So who knows? Maybe he could be here more than one year. But that's that's the other move. The A move, you go out and get Le'Veon Bell. The B move, Shady McCoy. That's it. That's the list. That's all I got. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund 
Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. We got three of the four slots filled in baseball. There's one seat left in the final four, and that's going to go to either the Red Sox, who are a win away, or the Bronx Bombers, who would have to win in Fenway in a game five. That's all that's left, Eddie. Yep, that's that's ab- absolutely correct. And uh, Boston looking uh, looking pretty good. I know it was uh, you know just blowout score in in the game last night, but uh, you got to think the Red Sox are ready to close this thing. All out. my guys in Boston though told me that the sky was falling after they lost in Game Two at Fenway. That they were doomed. It was over, and they couldn't win. They got a bunch of Mister Softies on the team. So are you just being really? a prisoner of the moment, Eddie? Are you being a reactionary media person because the Red Sox scored 16 runs at Yankee Stadium? You now think they're going to – usually when you score 16 runs, you come back and score like two runs or one run the next game, don't you? Uh, I don't know about that, but I, I certainly don't expect them to score 16 runs again. But, uh, no, I think Boston's clearly the better team. Uh, they showed that during the regular season. They've showed that well, head-to-head against the Yankees this well, you year. you admit it was close, though. Like during the regular season, it was close. And the reason what was close? The Yankees won 100 games. The Red Sox won 108 because they had a better record against the Orioles. So really, it came down to who did better against the Orioles. Well, they also had a much better record against the Yankees, did they not? Uh, no, it tightened up. It was uh, the, the Red Sox had they won a few more games, but it wasn't like an, a lopsided, overly mm-hmm. lopsided. Well, I, I, I guess you think the Red Sox are in trouble. I think the Red Sox are going to close it out in the next game. So you think they win tonight? Goes five. Roberto's going five. So you got Sabathia on the mound today. You got Porcello and Sabathia. That's the matchup. Sabathia, uh, I'm amazed every time Sabathia pitches a great game. I always think I could get a hit off Sabathia at this point. So I'm shocked. I'm always shocked when Sabathia pitches a good game. And you're going to hear all the cliches about a grizzled veteran and uh, locker room presence and how the young players love him and all that stuff. They go on and on and on and on. Uh, and I look at... What do you have against grizzled veterans, Ben? No, it's just gibberish is what it is. (laughs) I look at Sabathia as a declining performer, declining athlete, and I I get the whole old war horse thing and all those those buzz terms that are thrown out, but he's not that good. He should be able to score runs. Uh, The problem for the Red Sox is their kryptonite left-handed pitching, and so that's the Yankees figure, hey, J.A. Happ, though, he pitched in game one. How'd that work out? Dodgers have a lot of that. Hopefully we meet the Red Sox in the World Series. We're not talking about the Dodgers right now, Roberto. Calm down. Roberto's wearing a Dodger hat and Dodgers jersey. I know, and underwear probably. Yeah. He's locked in, man. And shorts. He's I mean, all about uh, it, man. Socks. He's all about it. Don't no. be mad, Eddie, because the Pirates are not playing right now. I'm very upset about that. Eddie doesn't watch the Pirates when they're not good. He just didn't even pay attention. Oh, yeah, he's out. He checks out. Kind of like Dodger fans in L.A. They can't watch their team, period, because they're That's true. The Dodgers don't <laughs> exist. It's amazing there's so many people that are like into the Dodgers in L.A. They haven't been on television in years. I guess you could watch it on MLB.tv. They're just excited now that we not actually in- see them. Well, technically, you're not allowed to, Roberto, unless you're violating the uh, Major League Baseball laws. Right? Yeah, because, that's what I'm doing. Yes, okay. <laughs> you're kidding, of course, Roberto. Yeah, never I'm just kidding. I'll never do that. Because that would be wrong. It would be inappropriate for yeah. you to do that. Yeah, I can. Yeah. No, but the Red Sox this year were 87 and 38 against right handed pitching, 21 and 16 against left handed pitching. Five games above 500 against left handed pitching. And I I can't even do the math. Wait, wait, 49 games above 500 against right handed pitching. So that's why Sabathia 
is on the mound for the Yankees tonight. All right, Spin Maller's show on Fox. Let's go Are to, you there? Yeah. No, he's gone. Uh, let's go to Rachel in Montebello. Hello, Rachel. Ben, marvelous Ben. Hot doggies. Hot doggity do. Ben, I love your show. Pelotitas flying here, there, and everywhere. That is correct, Rachel. There's champagne in the air everywhere. We have some audio we're going to play later this hour. The latest contribution from Yasiel Puig in his postgame. He kept his shirt on this time, but he was going for it. Prime time. Dilly, dilly. Prime time. Baseball. Dodger. Baseball. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, there's a lot of prime time games coming up. Those uh, early evening starts West Coast time. Great for traffic. Wonderful for traffic. Dodger fans are walking on air, Ben. Walking on air. Yes, I can feel that they're smoking something also. They're so happy, so excited, Rachel. Four more wins, another World Series appearance, another National League pennant for the Dodgers. And every other year, the last decade, actually more than every other year, the Dodgers have ended up in the NLCS. Dare I say it, Ben? Ben, Dodgers in four. Four? To be the best, you have to be the best. I like your confidence there, Rachel. That's very nice that you have. uh, I said six. I gave the Brewers a couple of uh, wins. That's my uh, my hot take. But you're you're, you're going all in. You're like, hey, the Brewers aren't even winning a game. I like that, Rachel. Well, good. The Brewers and their fans will have their hands full on Friday. The real Kershaw is going to show up. He is chomping at the bit in expectation of his stellar pitching performance, Ben. I hope you're right there, Rachel, because if the evil Kershaw shows up, then all of a sudden the, the calculations go out the window. Oh, if that happens there. no. He, we can crunch all the numbers we want, but if he goes out there and he's walking everybody and giving up moonshots to the Hebrew hammer, we got problems. <laughs> No, we're going to do fine, Ben. You're going to be surprised. Um, everybody's going to be surprised. And go Dodgers in the Dodger Stadium. Yes. All right. Well, thank you. And, Rachel, remember when they have that parade, Rachel, me and you side by side. Absolutely, Done. Ben. All right. Be good. Love you. All right. There she goes. Love you, too. There she thank goes. you, Ben and Eddie Coop and Bertos Drops. Yeah. This portion of the. She said she loved you, by the way. What's wrong with that? I have Nothing. A lot of, I have a lot Completely, of love to give uh, out. Yeah. Yeah. Plutonic. So platonic kind of love. Mm-hmm. This portion of the show brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. That's true. Later this hour, we have Sight to Bite, the great sports radio mystery Sight to Bite. We'll get to that. It's on the list. It's on the list. And some bedroom blues with amazing audio. We'll get there as well. We'll do it all, and we will do it next. We do things a little differently than those dime a dozen sports shows, but we can't do it alone. We need your help in spreading the gospel about our unique brand of talk radio. Use your voice on social media to show public support for the Ben Maller Show. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Ron is cashing a golden ticket. He is in Kentucky, and he's next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Ron. How's it going? Welcome, Ron. It's wonderful. Hey, are you there? No, nah, I stepped out. I'll be back. I'll be back in about ten minutes. Okay. <laughs> hey, listen. Let me ask you. They got three of the best bets that they've ever had, probably in the last ten years. That happened within within the last year, year and a half. You know what they were? What were they? Fill me and educate me. Check this out. Anybody ever think that that Drew Brees would lose on one of his biggest nights of his career? No. Did anybody ever think that Conor McGregor 
would beat Habib after he just won $100 million. He didn't care. The guy really didn't care when he stepped in that ring. He was all for show. The WWE is all for show. People cannot see that. And they're steadily taking everybody's money, looking, making them look like idiots. So how much money did you make, tough guy over there, Ron? How much did you win on those two wagers? How wealthy are you, Ron? Fill me I, in. I will, I, I will tell you one thing. I actually made over $1,000 when Conor McGregor actually fought Floyd Mayweather. When Conor McGregor actually fought Habib here just yesterday, and when Drew Brees won the all-time passing uh, championship last night, I won another more money. So, does anybody? I mean, where are these people? Well, the key, not now, now, the Ron, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with you, but here's here's the the, the rub. Okay, let me give you the rub. See, because I know from my, I listen to radio a lot, and guys like you annoy a lot of people. Listen, because this call would have been very important, Ron, if you had made it before these events, right? If you could have said, if you had called up a week ago and said, "Listen to me, load up on." The New Orleans Saints load up on uh, Habib, uh, Khabib, rather. Oh right? You didn't make the call last week. That's a bad job by you. Right, right. But listen, people are, I mean, you've you got to be out of your mind not to think that McGregor would go in there and lose that fight. He don't care, for one. People's got, well, I, I, mean, I, don't think it, I, don't, I don't think it's that he doesn't care. I just don't think he's not. He's uh, That is a matchup he can't win. That he's Really? Uh, yes. I, wow! I, I, that was that was so unentertaining. It was Khabib drag McGregor and hold on to him. Uh, I, I totally, I totally agree. I totally all right, agree. All right. I, I, th- I think the very next time McGregor gets in the ring, it will significantly be a lot less money that people will pay for the pay per view. No, I disagree. Because, I disagree. Oh, I, do, I, do you really? Yeah, he's a he's a showman. Listen, I, I I saw a story. I don't know what the official numbers are. But they were thinking they were going to crack three million pay-per-view buys. I they didn't do that. In fact, they, they were over two million, but they did not get over three million. And you know, with, with all the ways to watch this stuff without having to pay for it, I don't know how they're going to even get those. You know, to, to get anywhere close to those numbers. Wow. You know, considerably, Conor McGregor is only for show. He's not for fighting anymore. The guy gets up there. He's a great show guy. He'll get up there, talk a bunch of smack, and get up there and wind up losing his butt. The guy is a great fighter, but there's people out there better than him. Mayweather, Khabib, was ten times better than him. Well, Mayweather's not so. a boxer, of course. He, or or uh, McGregor right. is not a boxer, so of course he exactly. wasn't going to win that. And just like if, if Mayweather went into the octagon against McGregor, he'd have no chance. So No, he would have yeah. no chance. They'd be a street fight, and Mayweather would get his butt smoked. Yeah, all right. Thank you. And next have time, right, listen to me, Ron. Next time you get a sure thing, call us up. Before the sure thing, okay? Man, everybody knows those were sure things before it even happened. Come on. All right, I know that, but for the have, all right, the guy driving around right now is like this. This idiot didn't call up last week. He should have called up last week. You're you're doing the post mortem on this. All right, I gotta go. Thank you, Ron. Mike, right, you, you, you hook these people up. I mean, you got to help people out, Ron. Guys are looking to buy new beds and stuff like that, and and this kind of information could help them out. But really, listen, I've talked about beds. It's a sports radio show. What are you doing talking about beds? Beds are important. Every athlete we talk about has a bed, a nice bed, a good bed, and many of these athletes have a sleep number bed. How about that? 
That's right. I'm not making that up. Uh, sleep number has been part of my life for several years. And I, I was like you know, most dudes. I was like, I had a bed. I left the, the, the original Mallard Mansion, my parents' house, and I got a bed. It was a nice bed, and I moved to a couple different apartments, and I had the same bed, and I figured I'd just have that bed the rest of my life. I would never have another bed. Uh, and I didn't know what I was missing out on because I had never spent any time on a sleep number bed. It's just wonderful. It's great. Sleep's important. You know that. And I recommend the new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed. It helps everyone from listen, parents to professional athletes improve their daily performance through proven quality sleep. I'm guessing you've got a real job. I talk for a living. I, I, blah, 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 blah. My, my idea of a hard night is seven hours of talk radio. Right? That's a tough night. But that's easy. That's easy compared to most people's uh, you know, labor-intensive jobs. So my Sleep Number setting is 50. My wife is over at... 40. And so there's a little bit of a difference there. Many couples disagree on mattress firmness. Uh, it's an issue. No need to give in, right? No need to give in on this. You get what you want. They get what they want. It's a wonderful compromise with the sleep number bed where you're really not giving up anything, right? You choose your ideal firmness on your side. Your partner chooses what they like on the other side. That's, a, that's what we call a win-win situation. Come in during the fall sale You'll save $100 compliments of me, uh, unless it's actually just sleep number. But $100 on the Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed. Now it's only $899. Sleep Number is the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. I I think you've heard about them, yes? You're only going to find Sleep Number at one of the 550 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Visit sleepnumber.com slash maller. Find the one nearest you. As we press on, and let's get the latest here right now, Eddie Garcia to fill you in from the Fox Sports Radio Geico Studios. Eddie. Let's start with postseason baseball, and the defending World Series champs are moving on. Now the 3-0. And Correa lines it pretty deep to right field. It sends back. Cabrera still going back. Looking up. See you later. A three-run home run for Carlos Correa. And the Astros lead is 10-2. KBME Astros Radio Network with some of the action. Astros go on to beat the Indians in Cleveland 11-3. They sweep the series three games to nothing in advance to the American League Championship Series. They await the winner of the Red Sox-Yankees series. Right now, Boston holding a 2-1 series edge in the best of five thanks to a 16-1 drubbing in New York. Brock Holt making history for Boston as the first player in postseason history to hit for the cycle. But he did the home run against the catcher for the Yankees. Well, you put an asterisk next to it if you would like. I've done it. Dodgers beat the Braves 6-2. Manny Machado for RBI, including a three-run homer. L.A. wins that best-of-five series, three games to one. They advance to face Milwaukee in the National League Championship Series. NFL Monday Night Football, Saints over the Redskins 43-19. Drew Brees, quarterback for New Orleans, 363 yards passing, three touchdowns, including a 62-yard touchdown pass in the second quarter to break Peyton Manning's record for the most all-time passing yards in NFL history. Brees now at 72,103 yards. For New Orleans, with that win, they're 4-1. Washington drops to 2-2. The NHL season continues tonight with the San Jose Sharks at the Philadelphia Flyers at 7.30 Eastern. That's our Discover Card key matchup. Speaking of matchups, become a new card member, and Discover Card will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. I thank you for that, Eddie. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox as we press on from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more 
on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. We've been invited. Jeffrey's invited us to come to Minneapolis, uh, the Minneapolis Marathon. It's a 5K. I could do a 5K. I, I could absolutely. <laughs> oh, stop that. I could do a 5K. We should do it. Why don't we go do the 5K? There's a nice picture of the Vikings do it. stadium there, U.S. Bank Stadium, and got the pirate ship out in front there, the big scoreboard. I'm down with it. We gotta do it. We should, we gotta we gotta go hang out and, and just do like a uh, a week of shows and just hang out in Minnesota, chill out, man. I'm fine with that. I don't. I'm not gonna be doing any 5Ks though. I thought we were gonna do that for the Super Bowl, but somehow our invitation got lost in the mail. I don't know right? how that happened. <laughs> thought we were gonna be there for the Super Bowl last year. I don't know what happened. Bad job by uh, by somebody. Clearly screwed up. Shame on them. So the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, we talked about their running back situation. Uh, they're not doing so well. Things are not going great. And a sportscaster in Philadelphia, a guy that used to play for the Eagles, has a solution. A guy named Gary Cobb. He's a Philadelphia TV personality now. Who? Gary Cobb is his name. And he has a solution. He believes the Philadelphia Eagle players need to abstain from sex to help them focus on football. Now, the, he said this on television. I saw the clip. It's going around the Internet. Uh, he said this on TV in Philadelphia on uh, Fox 29, the, the fine Fox affiliate in Philly, and he was attempting to not use the word sex while talking about the players not needing to, to partake in sex, the, that this is somehow affecting their focus. Now, this pops up every a couple of years. Haven't there been studies done on this that it's actually not – it's not a real thing, that it's more urban legend than anything else. Uh, but nonetheless, it, it continues. Now, do you, what are the chances that the Philadelphia Eagle players abstain from adult activities until they win a couple of games in a row? I'm going to go 0%. I'm going to go 0% on that. That's what I'm going to do. Eddie, your thoughts? I agree, Ben. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to point out now. I showed. I sent some pictures of the Rusev. I guess it's. An I wanted act- to ask you about that, by the way. I sent pictures of the Rusev action figure, which I was so excited to get, and I guess I called it a doll. That was inappropriate. Uh, Rusev liked the uh, the photo. He appreciated the photo. I've, uh, I'm holding it right now. I'm holding the action now, figure. When Rusev. I when I walked by the studio, yes, I saw the Rusev action figure. Yes. It was you know, perched I had yes, it perched here right. looking at me monitoring the show now, my audience. Are you bringing him in for every show in yes. your little bag and sticking him up there cuz I'm like he, there's no way he left him here overnight. No, I would right? not because okay. there's a bunch of heathens that work here, a bunch of thieves. I was going to say that'd be a really bad idea. That would steal that. that. I'm sure Gottlieb wishes he had one of these. He can't have it. Uh so and there's also a controversy Eddie, because apparently this this came from this was from Manic Mike that this Rusev doll was from Manic Mike. Not Roxanne. Not Roxanne. Oh. But there's apparently a second oh. Rusev action figure, so we might have dueling. I could then have the action figures fight each other. I could huh. have Rusev on minute, Rusev. If, well, I guess you're assured of Rusev winning if that happens. Well, yeah. No, I could I could pose the Rusev action figures. Like one could be running like this. See? 
do. I'm running. See, like that? Right there, Roberto? See, he's running yeah, on the microphone. Yeah, yeah. And then I could do This guy could be flexing. This Rusev over here could be flexing. See, he's flexing. He's showing the guns right there. Be a lot of fun, Eddie. The thighs on that uh, action yeah. figure are massive. Yeah, he's got big thighs. Does have big thighs. A lot of uh, interesting, a lot of hair, too. It's a hairy, hairy uh, doll. It is. All right, so the Ben Maller show on Fox. Uh, we'll press on. and well, I think we're finito with the Rusev talk for now, yes? I believe we are. It's up to you. It's your show. That is correct. Well, we have more pressing business to get oh, to, good. Eddie. Okay. Cite the bite, the great sports radio mystery. And in the last couple of weeks, we've run close to out of time. So well, I didn't last time they got it in the Justin got it in the oh, second true, one. Yeah. That was uh, we're banning him from guessing. Oh, is that right? Benito, done. It's yeah, over. All Justin right. will not be allowed to guess, so everyone will have a chance. Uh, we will get to that. It is going to be fun. It's Cite the Bite, the great sports radio mystery. Cite the Bite in its entirety. Only eight people get to guess on the phones. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show has some quirks and oddities that need to be heard twice to be believed. And now you can, thanks to the Ben Maller Show podcast, available wherever you download fine podcasts, including iHeart and iTunes. We need your help. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star review. It drives the corporate guys crazy. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. It's time now to... Sight the bite, where we play random generic sound bites. You know, inane sports and entertainment cliches spoken by so-called experts. And you try to tell us who's doing the talking. All right, here we go. It is time now for Sight the Bite, the great sports radio mystery. It's an audio mystery. Playing a sound bite. From the world of sports for the last seven to ten days. It's an athlete, it's a coach, it's a prominent media figure, and you have to figure out who it is. Now, we will give you no clues to start with. You just have to be the investigator. Where's that voice? Where do I recognize that voice from? And then after every two incorrect guesses, we'll give you a clue. This is this week's soundbite on Sight the Bite. These organizations, these organizations, these organizations. All right, these organization. Will anyone get this right? I will go first. Uh, I spent about, I don't know, that was about 15 minutes, but really only five minutes paying attention to watching Khabib and McGregor. I saw Khabib's facing a $2 million fine for jumping out of the ring, but I, I'm going to say I'll go with the number five. I think the fifth caller is going to get it. Eddie? Yeah, you're a cheater. Caller five. No, I'm not. If I was a cheater, Justin would have been caller five last week. Uh, what do you say there, Roberto? LeBron James. All right, thank you for that. And Kubalu. Caller number five. Caller number five. All right, let's get to it. Here, Play it again. Play it again. These organizations. These organizations. Anyone get this right? Let's start out with, let's see here, eeny, meeny, miny. Let's go to Rob in Vegas. Rob, you are caller number one, Rob. Good evening, Ben Maller. Thank you for the leadoff spot. Yes. Is that real talk enjoying a golden shower? All right, is that real talk? Uh, hold on a sec. Is that, uh, yeah? Uh, no, it is not. Apparently, you're incorrect there, Rob. Yeah. All right, thank you, Rob. All right, see, he was going to say, blow me up, Roberto. That's what it is. Unfortunately, yeah. Nobody heard what Rob actually said, but well, he thought he could say that. No, he was mistaken. What what did he say? Oh. Can't say it, Ben. Okay. Don't go to Justin in Cincinnati. 
I'm not going to go to him. Uh, let's go to caller number two. What the hell's happening? Ed in Spokane. Ed, don't you also got in trouble, Ed? What's the answer? You're caller number two, Ed. Mason Crosby. Mason Crosby. Is it Mason Crosby of the Packers? No. Uh, thank you, Ed. Not Mason Crosby. This particular person was the leading passer and rusher his senior year in college. These organizations. Leading passer and rusher his senior year in college. It's not Mason Crosby or Real Talk. Caller number three on Sight the Bite, the great sports radio mystery, the Rooster, hanging out in the Twin Cities. Hello, Rooster, your caller three. Hey, Ben. Is it Pedro Martinez? Pedro Martinez, a great runner and a passer in college. He Pedro was, Mar- too. Yes, he, he was. was, too. Yeah. All right. Sorry, you didn't, didn't get it right. Uh, thank you, Rooster. We're big, big fans of your work. Uh, no, not Pedro Martinez. Uh, time now for caller number four on Sight the Bite, the great sports radio mystery. Let's go to Dan. Dan usually comes up with old, some old Arizona athlete. Dan in the Valley of the Sun. Dan, you are caller number four, Dan. Hey, Ben. It's got to be Walt Garrison. <laughs> Walt Garrison. Is it Walt Garrison? No. But thank you for playing. It was a wonderful guess. So it's not Walt Garrison, Pedro Martinez, Mason Crosby, or Real Talk. Time for another clue, and here it is. The first player since the AFL-NFL merger to score a receiving touchdown and a return touchdown in consecutive games. These organizations. These organizations. Time now for Caller 5. I'm not taking him. Don't worry. Uh, We have our old friend, Cowboy John Brad, in Windsor, Ontario. Cowboy, you are your Caller 5 Cowboy. It's up to you. I feel that you're going to win this. You're going to get it right, Cowboy. Okay. Well, first of all, my mother passed away 15 years ago today. And is it uh, former Major League pitcher uh, uh, Fred Cagliari will be 100 on uh, October 22nd? No! No! Blow me up, Roberto. <laughs> wow. I don't even know what name he said. What, what was the name he said? Some I, I don't know. Pitcher from 100 years ago? Wow. All right. Who? That's not right. Did not get caller five. Caller number six is going to be Mr. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful, you're caller six. Hey, Ben. Hello. Is it that uh, fat tramp? Tammy in Montana. All right. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, no, that is uh, This is your fault, Can <laughs> We all just get along. Uh, caller 7. Uh, the next clue, this uh, person identifies uh, as Jewish, if that helps. Uh, let's go to Joe in St. Paul. Hello, Joe. Hey, Ben, I think I got this one. Is it the gone but not forgotten Hollerin' James? Hollerin' James! Is it Hollerin' James? No. He's called again. He's lost his mojo. Uh, No, not Hollerin' James. Last clue, this person owns the Patriots franchise record for most postseason receptions. Last chance. Let's go to Utah and Steve-O. Steve-O. Here's a Tom Brady. (laughs) 
Now, Steve, did you listen to the last clue? He owns the Patriot franchise record for the most postseason receptions. Your oh, an- postseason. Yeah. You want to oh. you want to keep Tom Brady as your answer? No. Uh... Uh, I guess Tom Brady. All right, Tom Brady. No, that's a terrible guess. It's you, No one wins. It's Julian Edelman. Nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. I realize about 90% of people here, they don't even try. They got their own. I've got a murder. got to go. I do. I, gotta, I, mean, I don't know. What... At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.